Good day, good evening, good night, good afternoon, and good morning. And welcome to another exciting episode of Real Tennis Fans. Happy New Year, bonjour, um, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all kind of stuff. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, we are so well behind the times, but we are here. Um, some of us are queer, and, you know, <laughs> we're bringing the tennis news because this is your favorite fucking tennis podcast i mean we are the roger federer of tennis podcast and that means that we're not always here we're not here anymore and we're trying to fix that let's let's try to be for now you know we know Le Djokovic of tennis podcast we are victims we are dominated we are all over oh lord and sometimes we get banned and sometimes we get bad. <laughs> but unfortunately, but unlike our namesake, we're all up in all shots, okay? We got it all. Sure, we sure. got it all. And we believe in science. So maybe, you know what? We should be the Rafael Nadal of tennis. We come when we want to, and we come in real strong. Um, not 2023, but you know. That idea. I mean, we've, like, you know, moved away from the Roger Federer, which is consistency, exactly. awesomeness, enduring, to Rafa, which is sporadic. But when we show up, we have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> and we, we go for our strengths, okay? So look out for Nadal in the Argentinian Open, Buenos Aires. He's going to be there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we might not be there, though. No. But we are back, ladies, and I'm tired of saying this. So we have to come up with some kind of consistent schedule. We don't have to discuss this on air and air our dirty laundry. We will. We, will, we will discuss it on air. But no I more. do love when we get, I mean, though we talk all the time, but when we're recording, it just makes it feel special and, you know, exciting. Something more than, you know, just regular conversation. So let's try to do this more often. Not a lot, a lot, super a lot, but, you know, at regular intervals. Okay. Okay. We will make a promise. Regular yes. intervals is at least every slam. And the possibility of an occasional master series. Yeah. I think especially that's very nice. And um, when we feel the need. I said especially if we attend. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yes, this is our promise to you listeners. We're definitely going to be checking in during the slams. Um, we probably won't do a draw show, but we'll do a roundup because our lives are all different now, y'all. Um, and if there is a chance for the men and the women to play together, we'll try to make ourselves available. Um, and if Andrine goes to a tennis tournament because she has been trapped, I mean, through the pandemic, when the pandemic was quote unquote <laughs> over, it has not held this girl back. Her passport is just like, bitch, slow down. Uh, well, I will just say I will just say to, to listeners that I'm trying to reconnect to my love of tennis by doing live tennis. Live tennis is just better than any tennis that you can watch on TV because even if I don't care who you are when I'm watching you live, I can really get into a point. Um, but if I'm doing it, you know what I mean. But if I'm doing it at home, I might walk away. <laughs> I might stroll. Correct. I might do other things. I, I might just turn it off. <laughs> even if it's on Netflix. Listen, it's not like Janina, though. I'm going to pull up your spot again. Janina might actually take a nap at the live tennis. So Yeah, that is true. True story. I'll just be drinking at the live tennis. She's true just like, Love, story. Where is the bar? You know, I used to, whenever I go to the US Open, I'm just be like, you paid all this money just to sit in the Heineken bar? And I was just like, who are you? And then it's like, you're Janina. 
And that is <laughs> that is true story. Uh, good faithing i'll tell you i have a promise let me see where am i gonna go this year um i'm hoping that i'll go to acapulco and i'm hoping that i'll see some tennis in um dc and mm-hmm. uh, possibly the u.s open uh and so um let's see look at that that's already three <laughs> You're gonna which go means back to there Wimbledon will be eight year. more don't play yourself <laughs> i will not go to wimbledon actually what I will not be doing Wimbledon this year unless something freakish happens, but I don't know. I don't Janina, know write this com- down. I know this is it's, it's January 29, 2023. And then she's going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> so Virgin sent me this really great deal. And I was just like, why should I even, why should I give this up? And then I, I feel you know, like contacted Henry my hookup and my hookup got me tickets. And I was oh, just like, my, is that my staple? Damn. Yeah. Oh, I know. I do love a a name check. I do love to check in with Susie at Wimbledon, but um, we'll see. Mexico is right there, so you know you're going to go there. (laughs) And if the WTA goes back to Guadalajara, you'll be like, Buenos dias. Hola. Things to chat about. We did not. We did not talk. We have. Did we speak until the? Did I? Did I? Did we talk about the World Tour Finals in? No, we did not. The final in Dallas. Maybe Maybe they'll do that. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, this it, you you have you have jumped in right into the thick of the podcast without us even introducing ourselves. I think I know, I know. Yeah, he he was the queer of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> before I go any further, let me con- let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. We have Andrine from Solely Tennis Travel. If you couldn't guess that by now, because she's she's all over the place. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with my love affair of tennis. I have to find new loves, y'all. <clears throat> That's the okay. plan. Looking for love. And we have Janina from Far in Ohio. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> What's with the attitude? You acting like if someone was like dragging you out podcast. <laughs> no, no. I I too am trying to find I'm not re- trying to rekindle my love of tennis I'm trying to find out if I have any at all I don't know why I feel so disconnected and you know I think it's because my favorite people are gone even though I do have new faves in mind um, they're not strong faves yet I haven't, well, I haven't even wanted to watch them lately um, so yeah I don't know I'm not I'm, I'm gonna try but please do, um, because we do run a podcast. So it would be helpful if we, you know, if you are into tennis, because that kind of thing is kind of real tennis fans. We can't be fake tennis fans. No, so I now, be... whatever I want. Now I'm going to be, be real and telling you that these people are not fun. <laughs> so you know what? So let's start there. Let's start there at the top. And then we can go into the tennis that we did watch. So, um, Janina has already said it. The last time we all got together was to say goodbye to Federer and Serena. Um, and we have been having a difficult time reconnecting to the tennis. Uh, what makes what makes this crop not quite right for you, Janina? Well, I think part of it is that for so, not even for so long, for my entire tennis-loving life from the moment that I got interested in it there has always been a player 
be it on the men's or the women's, that I have liked that happen to be dominant. So that's always a fun journey to take, even when at moments you get sick of it, you're like, I want fresh blood or whatever. But having somebody that you've completely fallen in love with and that you just want to watch all the time, I've always had that. Always. When I first started watching tennis, when I was young, young, it was Steffi Graf, and I loved her. And then the Williams sisters, and there was Andre Agassi, and then there was, you know, Federer coming along. And everything for me transitioned really smoothly. And I don't feel like this has been a smooth transition because the people that I feel like I'm loving aren't really that great yet. I think that they will be. I think they have potential. I've said before, I definitely have my eye on Coco. I'm a huge fan. I'm loving Sinner, you know, but they're young. And um, the game is very different from when I was younger and started watching. We don't have these teenage, these legit teenage phenoms because they're not coming on the pro tour as early. So we're actually at a point in, in tennis in general, where we get to watch younger players develop their game and they may not hit their peak until their mid to late 20s. Whereas we grew up, the three of us, given our ages, we watched people Man. hit their peak and you ain't that much younger than me, so zip it. Um, we, but Sweetie, we did. We I am forever people. 21. So I don't know what you are. Uh... You keep telling yourself that, Mr. 40-ish. Um, I was born after the Australian Open Sydney <laughs> Olympics, okay? <laughs> but we saw a lot of players peak in their teens. We saw we saw teenagers winning slams consistently. We're not yeah. going to see that anymore. So it's just different. It just feels different this time around. Having no Serena, having no Federer, um, you know, I don't care what Novak does one way or the other. He doesn't excite me. And given all that, I'll just put it out there right now. I didn't watch the Australian Open. Reels is like, yes, you did. But I, I didn't. I did not watch one single full match start to finish. Not, not one. And oftentimes, yes, it was on in the morning. The night session would be going when I get up for work at butt crack of dawn. And I would turn it on. And I would see who's playing. And I was not interested. And I turned that shit right back off. I didn't watch it. Nothing. I watched Coco lose, and I watched a couple points of Coco in a match that she won, and that is it. That's it. Well, the question for me is: Could you find it? Watching? <laughs> um, it yeah, I I actually could. I mean, it was on ESPN Plus. Um, I spent time. Oh, you have through. Plus. Mm -hmm. I spent time I was like ah, don't want to watch this match don't want to watch that and I did try like I would flip through and I would go from match to match to match and it just was not compelling to me and I didn't want to watch and I had this legit conversation with myself that I'm not going to sit here and force myself to watch something I don't want to watch just because I know I'm going to be expected to discuss it <laughs> but I was like I'm not doing it because it, it, I just wasn't getting any joy from it which it's okay. I mean, I've been through this. I've been down this road with other sports and it'll be fine. And I'll get back there. No doubt. Because my, my love of tennis is definitely bigger than a player. It's just like, I'm having a letdown right now and I'll be all right. 
hopefully. It ain't going to be by the French Open because we all know how much I hate that shit. But it'll happen. <laughs> when we're in the grass. Um, so, so, dear tennis fan, that's a highlight of what, why we have been missing. I think we have been... Um, this is the waning period of some of our watching, but as you all probably follow reels on Twitter, you realize this boy gets up and watches tennis every tennis I, plus I, whatever I, else is going on. I, I, understand. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself, you know, I could be reading more, you know, like you could be doing far more constructive. <laughs> um, but I did watch a lot of tennis and, you know, I, I guess because, you know, I always found, I follow tennis, not so much so, you know, I have my faves and I love my faves, etc. cetera. Uh, but I told myself, you know, my faves are not here. Venus wisely pulled out and <laughs> before we even got anywhere going. And I said, I can watch this U.S., this Australian Open without any emotional baggage. You know, like I didn't have to have anxiety, like my fave. Because, you know, sometimes I live in, you know, when Federer played that 2017 Australian mm-hmm. Open final against Nadal. I had to watch in three different ways: scoreboard, live, you know, delay. You were because, psycho. You were because psycho. Because my anxiety level, girl. You think? You remember the last time Federer played Nadal? He was bawling like a baby. I almost fought Federer. I was gonna fight him. Like the fuck you crying in front of people for? You know, like that. That shit. You know. There is a blog post. I don't know if it's still up somewhere. Where I was just like dead to Federer because Federer is dead to me. Like, how dare you go on national, international TV and cry because Nadal beat you at the Australian Open? Look. But, you know, so... And I is love that tennis because, killing me? <laughs> killing you know, me. tennis is one of those okay. things that it's just a, an interesting sport where, you know, there is no clock. You know, and you have to, uh, you know, you have to battle elements. You have to battle yourself. And you have to battle an opponent. And it's like one of the best way you can have combat without bloodshed in the side of a way. Um, it's the way it's almost can be seen as dueling, you know, like it, whether it's actually, Andy Murray, though. He loves to bleed on court. Girl, um, I had to watch, you know, I watched far too many of his matches, uh, <laughs> and I was so happy. And by far too many, I meant more than one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, well, let me make you finish your point. So, you, so I, you're telling no, there is one player who needs to retire. But anyway, um, <laughs> I thought this Australian Open, you know, it was funny. It was trying to be something. It really wasn't. And I have to say, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, to Janina's point about, I think one of the problems that we're having is that the new and up-and-coming players, for lack of a better word, they're sucking longer. You know, they're in this sucky period where they're not doing anything you know, marvelous for such a long time. We have to watch them stew. I was surprised Sabalenka is only 24 or something. Like, she's relatively young. And I was just like, I feel like I've seen this girl for like 10 years on the tour solidly. (laughs) No, that's just because you've been aging 10 years. But, I mean, I think it's because, you know, like, usually someone with the capability of Sabalenka would have already won a major already, would have already been in a finals already at the very least, barring injury, that there is no way... She could have been healthy and not have been contending and and like consistently being in the second week. She she crashed out of the first round of US Open. So um I think that's one of the things that's making it harder to think. And I think to also we should probably add to the mix. Like I know too much about these players. 
there's just too much access on social media and whatever. You know, whether it's people looking up shit or talking about them, I just like, I just don't need to know. I need to know more about you on the tennis court. I need to see what you're doing. And and sometimes I feel that is getting lost in the sauce because everybody trying to do the next TikTok video, people trying to come up with some cute little name for like it's it's just too much sometimes. And I just don't get to see enough quality tennis matches. And you know, it sucks, you know. And so it's Well, you know, you don't you don't have to engage in that stuff. (laughs) Well, no, I mean I don't know anything about that world you're talking about. You You don't have to engage in it. The social media aspect of it. I don't I mean, really follow there. any I mean, players. It's, it's, even if I, I don't, I mean, like I'm not following a lot of players, but even if I don't want to engage in it, it becomes something that is just in the ether. If you're following tennis Twitter, if you're on tennis Twitter's um, timeline, it's just that shit comes out. And I mean, these players also have to, it changes their whole behavior and demeanor on and off the court, you know, like because they have to, they're in a world where social media exist our faves we didn't have we didn't know a shit about pete sampert other than that motherfucker like to serve and maybe who's <laughs> because that person is in the box you know what i'm saying like we didn't know like what kind of shoes he liked <laughs> i'd like to return to that version I, I i have to say i agree with you about knowing too much about a player it's also like about knowing too much about actors or any of the stuff, actually. I just want less information about you. First of all, because most of the time your your values and your ideas are dodgy as heck. And I just want to like, I want to pull, pull away from Absolute that and just amazing. enjoy. But, I, you know, I want to I sort of consume you guilt-free. So I get it. Um, but there are a couple of things that Janina can, Janina and myself, and um, who's not as, maybe not as much of a watcher as Reels, but I did watch a few. Um, matches. I watched the women's final. I watched highlights of the men's final. And by highlights, I mean um, lowlights, um, Stefanos. Um, and a couple a couple of key matches here and there, uh, I was able to get up. Uh, but I didn't do anything extraordinary to watch. So if it was on, I turned it on. And if I was compelled, I watched it. But I didn't set any alarms. I didn't do anything. Speci- I didn't even um, keep my... Um, I did not do ESPN two ESPN plus. So I basically was doing an experiment like I normally do sometimes, which is if I did not know ESPN plus existed, what kind of tennis would I be able to consume? Uh, that's what I did. Um, and it was not ideal really, but I think it worked better for me since I was on the, on the West coast timing wise, but you know, I was waiting to get some tennis matches at 8 PM in the evening. So I can't imagine what it was like for those folks on the East Coast. Cause, I mean, know, it was fun because I think usually on our end for the rest of the slam, like yep. French Open and Wimbledon is not available on the East Coast at 7 p.m. Yeah. And at the U.S. Open, <laughs> we are getting a night session. A night yep. session, you know, and then you have that spectacular, spectacular bullshitty show. You know, someone trying to croon out some kind of stupid song. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we have a lot of time wasting for the night session. And, you know, we don't appreciate that. But for the Australian Open, it really favors us because at 7 o'clock, um, first day, we got all of the matches. And it happens on a Sunday evening. So you have all of the matches happening, starting. And always into MLK. So you can you get know, it on Sunday. And Yep. And plus the next day is a holiday, yes, if you favor that. But, I mean, by then you have the rest of your day because there's no tennis going on in your daytime. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, for those who get up early like I did, there were several matches going on. And if they were exciting, you could tune in. But you could, as you're getting ready, wrap up, it's about to be over. But 
I would say that a lot of matches, I think one of the matches finished at 9 o'clock our time, um, close to 9 o'clock or something like that. Um, so there were a lot of longer matches, you know, um, battle royale you know, nonsense. Um, so, I mean, it, it works out, I think, for people on the East Coast. Uh, better than if, us. Yeah, on so, the West. So let's get into it. Um, let's just talk a little bit about some of the storylines from the Australian Open. Um, that uh, let's let's focus on the men's side first because I think it was the weaker side in terms of interesting things going on. Um, the winner, Novak Djokovic. How was your experience of the final reels? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to put you under the bus a little bit, Andrean. Please. I know y'all want, you know, they were like, <laughs> hope springs eternal. You know, like maybe Tsitsipas could, you know, do something. Someone quoted a statistic of like, you know, one-handed, backhand people and whatever. Those people who were winning, you know what they were doing with a one-handed backhand? They were blitzing that shit. Okay. <laughs> they was like. <laughs> Yeah, and when and when Nadal, and when Federer beat Nadal, it was just like Nadal was just like, where the fuck was this shot? Like all the other finals we've played, you know what I mean? Like this backhand did not exist last week. And what did Federer say? What did um, Lubitschitz said? Go for that shit. Don't hold back because you you would lose the point anyway. But that was not what Stefanos was doing. Stefanos thought that vibes and feelings were gonna get him a win here. That he felt, you know, like, well, I was up to this. Vibes and feelings. I mean, up. if there was ever a descriptor of a player, it's vibes and feelings for Stephanos, to be honest. I guess the, oh, I know, here's the problem with that. They were, they're not good vibes and not great feelings. You know, <laughs> being like, he, look, I saw, unfortunately, Nadal, not Nadal, Djokovic, this is the first time that a player has played every single seven matches at night. Okay. Do you think that do you think do you think he made that express request from Craig Teeley? Because Craig Teeley seemed like he was doing everything to apologize to Djokovic this I year. I mean, look, we can. It's it's true. I mean, of course he had it, because usually the ticket. I mean, like put him in the daytime at least one or late evening. He got all night matches. But, you know, his clackers didn't say shit about that, right? Because, you know, they always go on about the scheduling and all this shit. Whatever. No, I mean, I think... But the, I mean, this man has won this title 10 times. Yeah, I don't know what okay. issues you think is going on for him at the Australian I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> like, what adversities that you imagine well, that no, this we man is man having. No, it's okay. We'll have to manufacture that. So we'll talk about the manufactured controversies around Djokovic. But the final um, three sets, no? Three sets? Uh, oh. Tiber? I mean, that's, um, this bet that's, had set that's, point for the second set, right? He had set yep. point, mm-hmm. and he imagined I could see he thought this was going to be my time, and that he could run away and do something with it. Mm-hmm. It was on Djokovic's serve. I mean, and you know, Djokovic was probably playing with him. He not probably, he ball. was playing <laughs> because he was just like, "Look, this is, you know, this this thing about." I guess this is probably no, no, how. So much, I, Maybe this is how Maria Sharapova felt playing Serena. But you know what? If it's one thing you're going to say about Maria, that she's out there fighting. You know what I'm saying? She's taking the beating, but this bitch is fighting. But <laughs> I don't know about some of these dudes out here. And I don't even know if they could fight back. Because Nola is just, like, everything. Like, I think the only time he lost a set was in the second round to a French guy. He went off cold and got some his thigh wrapped, and then he came back off with a pair of scissors walking, cutting the bandage. 
I was like, like who is letting this idiot do this shit? Right? But too tight, whatever. The guy won the second set in a tie break. I think the guy won one other game. <laughs> and I think they played four sets, right? <laughs> but you know like, what? Let's wh- be honest, though. Who is a good matchup for Djokovic at this point, given the way that the game is being played? And Nobody. It's, right? It's like it's being played. Uh, that's I true. Imagine, you know I who's a good Medvedev is Medvedev. Medvedev. But he doesn't Pop. always show up. Exactly. He, he hasn't needs showed to be up more consistent. Yeah. I, and but, I imagine. So I can like, tell you. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I had to be up early this morning anyways. So I'm like, I might check out the end of the men's final. I'm sure it'll still be on because it's a, it's a Novak match. And I got up and two sets were over and the third set was nearly over. And it was clear to me that Novak was going to win. So I didn't even turn it on. But I did look at the stats. On paper, it was close. But, you know, everybody knows who knows anything about tennis knows that you can pretty much live and die on that second serve. Yeah. And that's where the biggest gap was between the two of them was the second serve percentage where Novak was at six. He got uh, 62 percent and Sissy Pass was 51 percent. Everything else was pretty even. It really was. Janina. Listen to me. Stop that. Why? They're not on the same. No, it's true. I'm not saying they are. No, I'm I'm just simply saying Nole would. I think Nole told himself, I cannot treat this. I I think one of the narratives for the ATP at this point really should be it's like, what the fuck kind of tour y'all have here? First of all, Berrettini went out to Andy Murray and he got two fake hips, (laughs) right? So that just set the tone. Like, Andy's gonna need two sets. more hips after this tournament. He went out in five sets. Okay, so this means that Berrettini wasn't injured. Do you understand what I'm saying? It means that Ad Murray, on his last legs, is still dragging. You understand what I'm saying? Berrettini just isn't have the game to put away a disabled old man, right? That's and I think that is the narrative ATP has because none of these people steps up to the plate. Rublev, listen to me. If it were a fight like a fist fight, Rublev would have won that shit. <laughs> but it's not what it's not Can what we, we do. Talk about how it. crazy he always looks. I did see five point five seconds of him. Because he looks Rublev crazy. understood. I think you have to understand Rublev's frustration and cold. Like he wears his hat on the sleeve. So you have to see two things is happening when Rublev is out of control. One, either <laughs> he's not playing his best tennis, or he knows he can't play any better. Because yeah. they have the frustration of like, you know, low. Well, because Rublev's a bit of a wall, right? That's the whole thing. And so if he is not doing well in rallies, there's really not much he can do. There's not so much Rublev, that he can do in the match at that point in time. Rublev favors his forehand. And throughout yes. the entire tournament before he and met Nolly, he was going, he was, he was getting balls in his forehand 70-something percent of the time. Okay? Nolly kept that bitch at 22. <laughs> can we can we Which talk that, about because, because wait, I, wait. I, 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 I think you have to understand like what does that mean do i'm not a big fan of statistics and all things but i think you have to understand like what is happening on court here well, no lays, definitely novak has time. this ability to just shut you down it's not even about when, but is the oh but you he have, does he can make anybody 
anybody not be able to play their game. Well, yeah, but it's not about playing your heel game. Oh, it absolutely is. But this is not a mental failing. But when your game plan doesn't work because the person that you are playing is so much better at every single thing that you do and you have to way sooner than you maybe wanted to have to go to plan B, C, D, E, F, and G, and you still get nowhere. That's what Novak does. But, also the there but they're being people. outplayed. They're being outplayed. Not because this isn't a mental failing. Because there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Rublev wanted. No, to it's win. not a mental failing. It's the fact but that your opponent is heads and shoulders better than you. Yeah. But, but and that speaks to what I'm talking about with the ATP just being like y'all don't have shit out here. Well, because... wait. So let's just let's make it clear. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're so I'm just trying to because you're saying you're saying these, but I want you to be more clear about what they don't have because it's not a mental piece. I think in some ways one of the things that I one of the critiques about the ATP that's been lobbied for different eras is the complexity of the players, right? The complexity of the playing style, how many how many weapons they have in their toolkits, all of that kind of language. But I think what happens, what you're realizing when you're playing a play like Novak and who has competed well with Novak it generally competes well with Novak either you hit him off the court either you just outlast him like Rafa does or sometimes you're like or like a Stan but Stan is a little bit like Stan is definitely like in the Rafa category right like Rafa Mm -hmm. and a little bit of the hit you off the court those seem to be Mm -hmm. the ones that do it for Nole and then every now and then you have somebody like a Federer who has a who basically uses all the tools to sort of trip you up a little bit, get you off of your game, don't allow you to do that metric. Exactly. You 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 can establish do. a pattern because a he pattern, doesn't have yeah. a pattern. He, yeah, exactly. Right. And so and, and so, look at and, who and, yeah. and but so look at who you, you just mentioned, right? Yeah. The anomalies. Also, Even Stan yeah. is an anomaly. Because an he anom- is one of the only other people in um, almost the last two decades. But, but, but that's saying, what I'm talking about. Have, yeah, but what we're talking about is that in order for you to compete against Novak, you either have to have a lot of skills, like a Federer, which none of the ATP has that right now. They just don't have the range. And don't seem to favor <laughs> that. And that's the other thing that's, that's driving fine. me and They don't favor that in their style, right? And then if you don't have the range, then you can't redline like a stand or like a power player who just like, I'm just going to dial in on this one thing that I do well, and I'm going to take it to the maximum extreme and take you there, right? And just hit the ball out of your hand or outlast you, outgrind you. And I think he's, Novak's always said that. The last time he played Stefanos in that RG final, he was like, well, even though Stefano quickly went up two sets to love, Novak was like, okay, this is now a three-set match. And I trust myself. I trust my fitness. And I trust that I can outlast Mm -hmm. you out here. And mm-hmm. um and then I don't think what did we see we figure out that Stefanos did not get one more break point? No <laughs> did not full serve. I think <laughs> like I mean it was like literally like you're it was like if I'm <sighs> if I'm not mistaken, he didn't manufacture any break points in those remaining three sets. It's almost right? like and, the first two sets were a dream and the match <laughs> started, the match began. Right then and the there. And set. he did not do anything different. And so I mean I think what you're having is um Listen, no one is denying Novak's greatness. That's the thing, right? But I think what also is happening is that the lack of variety and the lack of sort of range of players is being really exposed by Novak. And not only, and, and to add to that situation, it's just like, so the whole narrative of Nole being injured and whatever. Nole yeah, was that- outrunning them, 
outgunning them. There was just no way they had no safe place. I think they should stop talking about that injury because it doesn't make anyone look good. Anyone. And it's then it it's becomes weird. suspicious at this point. That well, you that's have to why be the whole the yeah, that's why there's that weird hangover, right? First of all, this person has a hamstring injury. I think hamstring injuries take about six to seven weeks to, to heal. Um, and um, that was supposedly what the commie said. Why that the commentator said why they gave Novak evening sessions? Why he started on the evening was to give him more time to recover from whatever early injury. That sounds like cheating, but whatever. But that was supposedly it. Like we wanted to protect the player, um, the number one or not the number one, but the the champ, um, and give him more recovery room. And so that's why he was initially given an evening session, and they just continued with the evening session. Because and he becomes the marquee player, et cetera, et cetera. But that well, was some bullshit. Yeah, I but, know that. But, but I, I, if you look at any of the matches, mm-hmm. Nole was playing men who are 10 years solidly, sure. a decade younger than he was. <laughs> and he was fitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Can we talk I mean, about his fitness for a moment? Listen to me. Well, I only saw him for a brief moment. Um, I don't even remember who he was playing. And I Reels and I talked about it privately. But I said... Doesn't he look like he's put on some weight? He looks good. He doesn't look like this skinny little frail thing that we all know isn't truly frail, but he looked like he bulked up and was even fucking stronger. Look, he yeah. intends to listen to me. The, the problem is for these men now is just like, you have allowed Nole to win the Australian Open. So he's unintended. He has, you know, he has this like fake whatever bullshit in his head, you know, vendetta, whatever. He's going back for that. He's going to be gunning this year for the calendar slam. He imagines that somehow by the time summer rolls around, um, he can get into the U.S., the United States. He can get into North America, and mm-hmm. he can play for the U.S. Open because, I mean, who can challenge him at the French Open, which is a grinding physical contest? Like, look sure. at what he was doing to these dudes in hard court. They can't hang with him in the rallies. They Wait, we're not out. just giving it to Rafa this year? Girl. Um, but you know what? So so it was, I mean, I think that that's the thing is that um, on the Rafa doesn't side, show up anyway unless he thinks he can win. And well, Rafa showed up here, taught something, yeah. but he's, no, he's not. He's done. You don't no. think he's going to win the French I Open? Say, listen, uh, listen, I can never say. If Nadal, if Nadal. Nadal needs to stop because let's be real, T. You're saying Rafa is done the way that people say Nole's done, and you just spent ten minutes telling us no. okay. Nole was out. Right, right. But I'm simply saying <laughs> I'm simply saying, but I, I I would say this. I would say this. Nadal, if you show up because I saw Andy Radic made some comment, you know, like, yes. oh, let them both get into the finals and so let them play for twenty three. Listen to me. Can we get over the chase? I know, but listen to me. Those two players get into the French Open finals and it becomes a contest. They have to piss in a cup right there. Right there. Like <laughs> right there. Why? I mean, with the camera full on and everything. We could do the pixelated, whatever. They got to piss in a cup right then and there. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, listen to me. At this point, I mean, this is not about casting a I heard Dora wait, needs wait, to get you. I know. Okay, wait. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop and finish out, and then we'll come back around the RG. So the final, Stefanos had no answer. Well, I would say Goran Itovic just said, um, Goran just said I saw on Twitter, you know, like, Nole is a different species, right? Mm-hmm. Since so, 2011. 
His body you know, like, becomes he had some crazy MRI. Careful, and, careful. But this is the part, no, no, but no, is, but it's true. This is the that's thing that I find said, really said, crazy about that other people would have withdrawn. That's that was no that that's was um, his coach's claim. Goran's claim was, which by the way, let's never trust anything Goran says because I find him deplorable in a certain way. But his claim is that anyone else who had seen the MRI that Novak had seen would have withdrawn from the Australian Open. How do you make those kinds of claims with a straight face? And no one's going to explore that and ask real questions about that. Like, yeah, please, because, don't give I, I, mean, I, I think What is this thing that allowed this person to lose one set over two weeks of an arduous slam that anyone else would have withdrawn? And we're supposed to simply accept your take that uh-huh. this person is a different species. Like, really, what does that mean for an athlete? That we're supposed to take you seriously? He got an MRI that said that he had something that was so bad that a normal person would have withdrawn. And now, two weeks later, he's holding a thro- trophy after having vanquished a bunch of young people. And Losing and one, losing one, set. one, one set and, and facing two set points. Two, about two set points. Whatever set point that boy, the French guy, won in the tiebreaker, and the 65 second set. And no one will follow up and ask the question about how is that possible? How did what, what what was the recovery period? What are you doing to get over such a tragic MRI? Can we spend a day with you? And I mean, look, I'm not trying to cast aspersion as student or doping and whatever the case may be, but that is not outside the oh, realm of impossibility or possibility because this is a sport. But also don't use that storyline. It's a exactly. weird storyline to offer up that this person was not even 100% and only lost one set over two weeks. And not only and that, <laughs> he was... You know what I mean? But here's, <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, who did he play? Oh, my God. Who you know did why? he play? Because tennis is oh, so yeah, fucking stupid. They don't he even paid... realize what they're saying. It's he so played... hard to say that out he... loud. I was watching it. I read that and I was like, honey, zip it, zip it, zip it. <laughs> like, Paul in the they think that they're but he thinks like that he has said this in a way that like elevates Novak in a good way but, but really people it. from the outside are going mm, what are you doing boo yeah it's but he, weird to but make here's the crazy thing. thing in the semifinal against Tommy Paul right mm-hmm. the younger guy yep. granted no way near the answer though but Paul here's the thing. Tommy Paul in a semifinal but here's so. the thing who, uh, you know, Nadal, Rude. I mean, Djokovic started every single set with double breaks up. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to, he was trying to get a set, new stat going. In the first set, he was up five love or five one. He was up five love before Tommy Paul won a game. He then lost his, I don't know what was going on. He decided, you know what? This okay. looks really bad. Let me just. <laughs> Let me give Tommy Paul um thing. Aww. And then Tommy Paul was then committed serving to stay in the set to go to a tiebreaker. The craziest errors Tommy Paul committed. Nole took the second set, the full set, 7-5. Second set, Noda, um, Djokovic rolled out to a quick five-love lead. And the commentators <laughs> kept talking about, he's injured. You know, he's... Mo- <laughs> and, and this, this is... I, I think you know that. I think it's so funny, but you know what it is, man. And it's gingerly, it's and look at him. I'm just like, how are you? Like, <laughs> don't tell them it's the worst look for tennis for you but, to spend you your know, time talking about a player who's triumphing. It's like broken. 
but but this is what you think is like one of those things, you know, it goes back to what I talk about tennis being the microcosm of reality. Is that here you are watching a crazy thing, right? You are watching a man at the peak of his athletic form, right? I mean, like, you what know. What peak is it? At 35? At 35, right? Put in all shit aside. Given what we've it, seen about Nola, the fact that people are telling aside. us that Nola is peaking at 35, given what we've seen about her. Exactly, sure. right? But I'm telling you, Fresh I up. have seen, I mean, Australian <laughs> Open is where, is where Andre Agassi break down players in the heat, right? And let me tell you something. No, that Nola who played and won his 10th Australian Open, you could have put out three Andre Agassi on code at the same time. That's great. And I well, think you know, so, of course. So, so, but, but, I mean, but I said this to say, you, know, you see this guy at this doing this amazing physical thing, outlasting, dragging, I mean, men who are 25, 24, 23, do you understand? At the peak of their power, supposedly. And then you're going to have commentators out here trying to tell me, this man is injured, that there is more <laughs> for him to go. He's not at 100%. So don't I don't know how to take that information because I'm I am being you're trying to tell me oh, what I'm. You I am. know how to take it. You know how to take but this, it. But but this is what I think tennis really needs I mean, to pull back on. Because listen, at this point, what you're saying is either the rest of the toy is carrying injuries. Going back to my original point of the ATP ain't shit. That these men are all carrying injuries and no lazy safe is 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 off the off the injured. He is the least injured. You understand he, is, what I'm uh, he is. That's the narrative. He is the least injured. But I mean, you know, that aside, but, I'm glad that he has won. Um, so. He was the clear. I, I think what I'm. I, he was the clear front runner. There was no mystery on that side of 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 the the tournament at all. Um, particularly because the commentators were convinced that even injured, he could like walk across water. So. There was never any sense but that anyone will... was competitive. But also, Girl. there were some surprises, right? There were some upsets in the draw that made it an easier an easier outcome. Because, you know, I don't think you would imagine... I mean, Stefanos getting to the final is actually wonderful for him. That's a real improvement for him, if you if you think about it in that way. And there was some really good storylines. Is his first final, is it? No. no it's, just, it's the first one here. It's the first one oh, here. here. It, it, okay. Yeah, for sure, okay. right? Um, and this is a tour that had no Carlos Alcaraz, which, by the way, was severely missed. He just, was missed. Just, oh, I mean, I would have watched about that. Let's just talk I about the watched. fact if that if Carlos was playing, I would have made it a point to find the time or or desire. I shouldn't say time. I had time, but I would have watched if Carlos would have been playing. Yeah, he was no there. doubt. This is the thing about that's interesting to you from the from the from the ATP side is who makes you want to show up? And I mean, we just spent the first 10 minutes and 20 minutes of the podcast talking about our inability to kind of show up because we have other things going on in our lives and there has to be a reason to show up. There's no reason for me, unless I'm a Novak fan, to show up to watch Novak Djokovic roll to a final, Everybody. Like setting my alarm at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's just, I'm not, that I'm not, happening. sleep is not going to be denied. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, Carlos is so watchable and so interesting and so intriguing on the court itself that I I, I would have stayed up. I would have stayed up if he had been around. Like, I think the tournament well, really lost something by not having him. They there. lost something. Well, he big. was really, and really because... Apparently, he, whoever, no, you don't he have. A, an actual injury, not like a one. Yeah, he doesn't have a. a, a His MRI said, bitch, bitch, sit your fucking ass down, okay? <laughs> don't you well, do he had a, he, normal. <laughs> 
but you know, I said, do not show up at the tournament because you will ruin the rest of your year. Novak said, you will simply play yourself into form. Exactly. So, but we got a legit- chance here. We got a chance here. We got a. We can do this. <laughs> That's what that's what Nola MRI said. <laughs> I mean, Carlos Nola said, said "Bitch, I will embarrass you." But you, You're you know out. why people? You know why we're so disappointed that he wasn't there though, because he has already shown us that he can do big things. But we want to know that he's not a one-off, and he's exciting to watch. Also, I mean, like his presence on court is genuinely fun. He's watchable. Watchable. Yeah, it's it's quite cute. refreshing. Hey, Carlos. <laughs> I mean, you said he's yes, cute. His the box, box is cute. cute. Oh, his box is cute. Okay, that's cute. okay. That's acceptable. Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> What did you think I was talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about him, and I was gonna argue that. But um, I will say that. Girl, you love ja- the- you love Yannick Sena. <laughs> you ain't trying to drag people. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. But you know. I mean, to the, to, to the fair point, you know, somebody was asking me, you know, what, what's, how can we last through this? I see that we have, predictably, I think we have a good 18 months of this Nole thing that we've got to deal I with. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, like a good 18 months of him going on a tear. That's a really long time. You make it sound I like, mean, oh, it's not much because, longer. I mean, again, I, I don't know. A month is 12. Do you think any 12, of these? 12 months, one year. You're like 18. But here's the thing. We saw. There could be an outlying moment. You know, the only thing that stops Nola is some weird. You can't give him a chance for what? Oh, the only thing that stops Nola is some weird official thing. Maybe he misses a train or stuff like that. (laughs) But um, but I think like we've. It would be an administrative error as always. (laughs) When I say eighteen months, I mean that we have eighteen months of this beleaguered "Who's the Goat" narrative. Like we just we're gonna just toss that thing. I was like, honey, I saw a picture with Federer in it. I was like, honey, he's retired. Like you know, it's like this weird narrative that we've got to fill, we got to finish that narrative. Like he's obviously the undisputed goat now. Whatever. That's the narrative that we have. So I feel like we have 18 months of just that chase between him and Rafa. But we know Rafa generally is not gonna be great at Wimbledon. So good luck with that. You're hoping that he's gonna put a stake in the ground at RG to kind of go out of you know you know go go all out. Um, but for me, the 18 months is about the players beneath Nole. Like, we have 18 months of trying to, like, focus on them and seeing how they organize themselves. Like, to be honest, the person you put, you mentioned, Janina Sinner. What's going on with Sinner? Like, what's happened to his game? What's happened to him? He's just sort of fallen off. And uh, some weird, you know, know. it's like, the I, boys I haven't seen know. Darren. Yeah, the Darren boys Cahill, the... get it together. Um, so the boys so, know, you know when it comes Oh, is Cahill coaching, coaching him now? Yes. Yeah, he has been, yeah, since mm-hmm. Wimbledon last year, I think, or even before that. But, I mean, there's some interesting moments. For me, the interesting thing about the tour is folks who are directly beneath Nole. Like, the Nole story aside, it just is going to do what it's going to do. But there's some interesting jockeying that can happen between, like, Sebi, um, Felix even, even though, Felix, please start showing emotions, Um uh, Carlos. I mean, I think there's a really nice crop of guys, I'd say, coming up that could make this really enjoyable once we get past the Nole thing that he's doing. Like, go to 25, whenever many you want to win. But that's not the interesting thing for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, like, side. I don't really care if Novak is there or not. I just want to have somebody that I want to watch. I've watched yep. plenty of things and inv- avoided Novak for an entire tournament. You know, I mean, it's not impossible. But there's nobody. But I we want have you to put Nole in the finals 
and have the rest of the tour battle it out to get to the final. Just give Nolly the trophy. Because just give Nolly the trophy because or nobody has like to points. I want, them to, I want them to go back to giving you extra points for who you beat. Maybe that will also get the tour a little livelier. Like for me, but, I but find yeah. that but, but, Janine, but Andrine, I think it goes back to the point I think we made earlier, right? It's just that these boys doesn't seem interested in developing other parts of their game. Like well, I don't know if they don't seem interested or it's just about, listen, it's about sort of coaching and it's about what you right. think is possible. And it's about the surface. It's about the balls you're playing with. I think it's about well, a lot of things. It's about the trend. Yeah, it's the about trend. the trend it's of the style right. of those that are yeah. right before well, you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That the other players, most of the others, Rafa and his people and Djokovic, they advocated for what they want and was looking to their strengths. So, but the funny thing the is, the only saw, person out here he say that right, Uncle Tony say the game has gotten more physical and more brutal and aggressive. I was like, honey, this is the world that you and Nole have wrought. Like this is the tennis that you all wanted to see. And that's why, in some sense, you have the kind of style that is represented on the tour. It's like you have to build a surface that's going to reward the kinds of things that you want, right? Everyone was really upset about the balls this time around because they're like, this is a tournament that really favors the hard, heavy hitters and da 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 But I'm like, that's okay. But there was all of this outrage. And I was like, why wouldn't you tweak balls and surfaces so you can get different kinds of things happening on the court. I just don't I mean, that, that used to like, be what tennis was. Yeah, like you actually have to be challenged by the, the conditions. And now players mention the conditions as like, as like a, as a barrier. And I'm like the conditions, that's what, that's the whole point of having different surfaces is that it's supposed to theoretically play to different strengths. Right. And then such that you have a no lay who ends up being like an all court player, you find it valuable, but what ends up, but what seems to be needed and required from the player is like consistency. I just, I want it to be consistent. I want us to use the same balls. I want us to use this. I want to do that. I was like, honey, no. And this, like, is, why, that, and this is why no lay is kicking their asses. Because once he breaks their pattern, they're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> once he, once no. he's given, because you remember um, Nick Curious said it too when he was playing Felix, right? He said, it's the same player that's going to do the same kind of thing over and over and over again. And he showed that in the first set. I think they played at Wimbledon. And then I think he got injured or something like that, like a, several years like ago. Set or something, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's just it. And these dudes not even trying to fix that issue. And this is what I'm talking about. I don't know if they're that smart or if they're in the game because I'm like, look around, see what you need to get done. And this is a good segue to go over to you know, because I'm done talking with these men, okay? You know. Well, let's just close it out by saying that that's also part of the issue with um. Let's, as an aside, can we talk about Nick Kyrgios? When did he decide to become like a Novak Stan? So Girl, weird. Look. I was like, get off of it, dude. What's going on? It's like, he's like, literally, look at your competition. Think about this, though. Nick Kyrgios said, this guy's going to get 25 slams. We've empowered him or something along those lines. Like, you know, like the narrative, of course, now is the Australian Open has created a new beast in Nole and he's going to be unstoppable. And the amount of players that see that in the narrative and sit back and say, I'm not going to be able to compete, that's also the challenge here. Is like, I want a runa. I want somebody who's like, I want to win. I, I, like, I want hunger, legitimate hunger but you know to what? topple this person. But it goes like, back legitimate to... legitimate hunger. <laughs> we just, you know, when I said I know too much about these players, 
that just the, the the thing, right? Because now I know that Nick Curious is just basically a dick rider. Like he's oh no, God, like he's that guy. Whoa. He just want to hang around with, with the, the dude. He's always been that guy. He's never been another guy. But but but. It's because it was probably just different when she was riding Fetters. I mean, like, <laughs> no, and it's always been I have no, no problem no, no, with Dick Riders, but not in this. But there's, this isn't new for him. This is who he's always been. For a while, it was Murray. I mean, he yep. just goes through his person. So yep. I'm not surprised by it at all, to be honest. But here's the thing, though. I, did I missed him at the tournament, too. I did not. Well, I, I did no, not. you didn't. I tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because if Nick Curious had showed up at the Australian Open, it meant he had to do work. Compete. <laughs> and he had to compete. Because here was a chance where he didn't... Because at Wimbledon, he stumbled into the final. Okay? Yeah. This time around, he could have got to the final. Right? Probably. I don't... Because here's the thing. Nick allegedly has the game to play all of these players, right? There was no Federer. There was no not Nadal. There's only one. Right? Because all the other times in, in the past at the men tour, right? You gotta deal with too many problems. You can't you're solving three complex problems, right? You're gonna have to drag Murray off of the court. <laughs> then you've gotta meet Nadal or Federer somewhere in the semifinals or quarterfinals. And if you get past that, right? You gotta meet them, you gotta deal with them in the final. You gotta deal with one of them in the final, right? And you gotta come with and you and with your basic tennis. It's not going to be enough, right? Because, like, Tsitsipas found out, right? He beat Federer. I'm on top of the world. Then he came in the press conference after Nadal dragged him. Like, the fuck? Like, who is that dude? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, he, he, he doesn't even remember that match, too. Like, because a lot of these matches he don't remember, right? Because it's like, this is a whole different ball of wax. But I think that um, whenever, um, what's up his name is? Kyrgios. Has to play because that's why he only shows up for one match. Oh, I'm gonna beat Nadal. Oh, I'm gonna beat um, Federer. I could beat these. Guys. All these players know that I can hang with them and I can beat the best. But here's the thing, Boo. You can't win seven matches in a row. You can't. <laughs> oh my God. We man, know real, you can't. Real, this place is bad. He just went in. He can't. No, and I tell hard. you why he's going to. This is true. why he shows up at the DC and say, "I give it my all." Bitch, we don't care if you win DC. We don't DC care. The goat. <laughs> we don't care. City open. No Ooh. city open slander. No city open slander. No, we don't so, care. I mean... And I mean, yes, you bring in the tickets, <laughs> but guess what? What you gonna get is a mom and pop saying, you know, I saw Nick Curious playing. You know that dude from down under, um, Kakano's best friend. That's all y'all. Just like just a bad bosom buddy combination. Y'all ain't <laughs> shit at all. Dolly, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, like, get me, listen to me. You give Dominic team. Wasn't Kyrgios in a final last year? What's that? Was he in a final last year? Yes, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. And he do shit. And he got a free ride into the final because Nadal pulled no, out. Oh, he got, he won a set. He won a set. Um, best of, best wow. He won a set. <laughs> listen, Nick, Nick saw how hard it was. Listen, I think we all. I'm not know, interested. I, he not getting his body right. Nothing. Look, no, no, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm just look. I'm about to block you. I mute you on Twitter. Because you ain't doing <laughs> shit on Twitter. Like, it's just like, you are not get. Listen to me. Really are... upset. He's so. feeling very angry. No, because no, he no, does no, this I, all I the feel, time. Because he's I generating. Feel, 
I'd look, feel angry if I had to if I had to pay for some of those men's matches. Listen, the other thing is the other pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve about the men's matches right now is you guys have to handle Murray sooner. He's going to drag you. As Real said before, the whole point is you were going to be dragged by Murray in some fashion. It was going to be cute tennis. It was just going to be grinding your ass down. I need Berrettini to get over the Murray hump. And I mean that in the sense that do not let this man waste your body out. You waste your not time. Waste your waste friggin' time. Your time. And I get that Murray's talented. I get that he's trying to change things up. I get that he's clever. I get that he's got a No, IQ. he's not. Let me tell you what Murray stuff. does. All of that is fine, but I just need you to not let him drag you in. A ma- if you're going to lose, lose in straight sets, please. 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 No, it's in fact, don't you dare otherwise. lose. Don't you dare lose. Stop <laughs> wasting our guy on this. is like, you don't get to lose to Murray, period. <laughs> Thank you. You don't well, get to yeah, lose to Murray. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Murray is doing Murray... this shit. Wait, wait, let Janina say it. Go ahead, Janina. Go for it, Janina. Because <laughs> Janina Murray, actually... Murray winning matches like that. And being able, you know, to take somebody more than 10 years his senior to five sets or junior and win goes just back to only do nothing more than support what we said at the beginning. Yep. That this group of players at this age are weak. Also, it also goes back. I'm not going to be mad at Murray. I'm not going to be mad at Nadal. I'm not going to be mad at Djokovic for winning. Yeah. Like, you're not going to. You got to ask the younger people to step up. Why aren't I winning? Why am I losing to these people? Why am I not the fitter, you know, faster, stronger? Breathe heavy on the side. And like, I got to get out of this court. Correct. The whole, you this better is, ask yourself, why yeah. it, yes, why am I struggling so much? Because, listen, this doesn't happen. In other places. This isn't normal. This is I don't not think they're normal. smart enough to realize that this isn't normal. I don't think. And I'm of going, course no, they well, are. No, no, I'll tell you what I mean. To each other talk about this because you know what? They're all buying in the whole idea that Novak is some special beast. They're not they curious all buy into that whole Are we thing. all, all surrounded? Well, then listen. Let, let me ask me, you something. Let me I'll have prove a it to seat you. at the fucking table because this is science. Science tells us that you should be faster and stronger. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but true. I think there's something. I agree with you in this part. But, but, I, but I would say this. If you check any other sport, right? I even Let's even just focus on tennis. When you hear these players talk about, like, what went wrong in a match, right? Like, the top players, you know. Not necessarily the, 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 the very super special beings like Federer and Serena and whatever. But you hear them talk about their game. And what went wrong, what they have done, and how they're improving. You can't have any of this conversation with any people. I can't even imagine trying to talk to Felix about tennis. He's going to be like, um, what? Like, no, none what of these players. What does that mean? No. Because I think they're all I very... was calling them I stupid. No, when <laughs> I say stupid. No, we have to really unpack no. that better. No, what do you mean by that? When I said that, I mean, like, these players stumbled upon tennis. I don't think they did, but I'm just simply saying that's the impression I got, right? They stumbled upon tennis. They liked it. It was good. They saw the fame and fortune because they were all born around 1999. So tennis was like pretty big in the earlier on television. It was big, but, you know, money and whatever success was coming and rolling in. And I think they stumbled upon they could do something really well. Right. A coach said, you know, you can really serve and whatever. But they're not curious enough to figure out 
to do other things. Watch old matches. Look at how they Oh, I don't buy that. I really don't. I because, don't. I look, think, listen, I think, let me just say, I think you have to be careful. Because I believe, and this is where I'm going to put my stake in the ground. I mm-hmm. don't believe those players are stupid. I believe they do watch matches. I believe that they do look around and like want to compete well. I do believe that they're looking and trying to figure out how they can get better. Like, like there's no way, and I'm just going to say, there's no way you watch Breakpoint, and we'll talk about that in the future, and Felix, and is not convinced that Felix is giving everything that he possibly can to compete well. There's just no way about that. There's, but I think there's you, something have else, admit, though. you have to admit that these people are not just freaks, but these people are doing things off court to prepare themselves to grind these young kids down. And until the sport is willing to talk about that openly, which they used to be willing to talk about that openly when Andy Murray, the British journalists, were always asking this question about recovery and all these kinds of things. These men have figured out how to fine-tune their bodies and and read the data and all of the analyses, and they are grinding these kids to the ground. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what kind of magic potions they have. They're, it's all obviously legal potions. Which was crazy. Exactly. But these people extraordinarily, extraordinarily physical fitness that we have not seen in a long time. And so I, they have ruined generations of kids, right? We've got the Nishikori's broken. We've got Dominique team broken. This has become a physical, a, such a physically demanding sport. And the older guys are doing it better than any of the younger guys. And half the battle for them is being able to last on this, in this court. It just is. Like, it's like they cannot compete. So I don't, I don't want to say that these players are just not smart. I just don't think that's it. I don't think, I think these guys trust I, themselves physically on that. On, and then they, then they deliver because they also are really smart about their games. They know their weapons, weaponry well. But trusting your body in these physically demanding conditions, which is happening on the ATP poor, is part is like the baseline. And I just, frankly, a lot of these kids cannot hang. They literally. I think there's something else. What do you think is going on? I think there's something. I think there's something else that we don't like to talk about. I've brought it up before, and people get real pissed off about it. But it's 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 strictly money. Of course. Let's think about this in a. But I I think that there no 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 I think there are plenty of people who are on tour doing something that they genuinely love, but yep. know they're maybe not quite good enough to be a Roger, a Rafa, even a Stan or a Murray. But I mean, I just looked it up right now. Look at Grigor. He's had an okay career. He's had a career that a lot of guys that would like. He's had a career that a lot of us feel like could have been better. He yep. has $22 million in prize money. He gets to do what he loves he gets to travel the world he gets to do all of these things without winning per se i think that we have to be realistic about what that might look like look at francis tiafo we talk about him and what we want from him and how we think that he should be doing better he is still very very young and he already has bagged over seven million dollars in prize money tell me in what world is that not a good life sometimes and i don't think that there's anything wrong with that i really don't i think that's fine we always as spectators and fans want to say i want you know i want this because i like you i want to see my favorite be number one i want to see you be able to take down the top guys but what if we just consider for a moment 
that that's not their goal. Maybe their goal the is to just factor. have. I don't even know that it's motivation reels. No, I, I, I mean, strictly, if I could go out right now and do something that I love with with knowing that mediocre effort is going to supply me and generations of my family with wealth. Why wouldn't you do it? But no, I'm. But see, the thing is, for me, it's not even a critique of that. Listen, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I saying. I think I'm that saying, could be to... part of it, though. I it, think it, it is part of it, but it is, what part. I'm saying. But listen, what I'm saying is this: I don't mind if that's what's happening, even if, and if it's real, because for me, that means that 18 months from now, when I don't have a Nole possibly hanging around or a Rafa possibly hanging around in the same state, then you actually have a competitive tour with people who are approximately the same kind of talent playing with each other and it actually ends up being a battle, right? But, the, but what happens now is like, if you have this baseline of this group B and you got this one or two, it's kind of like when Serena was dominant, right? You'd be like, Serena shows up and everybody goes, Serena's in, already in the final. That's what Nole's mm-hmm. doing now. Nole's already in the final, right? And then it's like a scrabble for whoever gets on the other side from him. And so I think that that's, that's a fine scenario for me. That's actually a better tour for me is when people, when everyone is sort of the same level. But when you have someone like Enola who's like twice as good as everyone else, it just doesn't make for an interesting and compelling story when they meet Nole, when they meet each other. No, it doesn't. For sure. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't make for a fun story, but I think it might be very real to have a person who, if they pushed themselves harder, if they wanted to, they could elevate their game, but sure. they may be comfortable with where they are. I mean, and I think a- that's okay. That's a choice that we all make. How hard do you want to work? How hard do you want to push yourself? But also, you know, how hard do if you I think can... you have to work to get the to get the win? Because I think that's but the what... challenge. There's no reward. But what if they're winning? Far. But what if they're winning enough? Right? You know, what if you're winning, winning enough? They're winning enough, right? Would... They're enough i I wonder i mean janina i'm going to say that is you know i'm going to give that credence to some people but i'm gonna i just want to go on the other side because i think we have to be very careful with that narrative i would be very careful with that narrative because i don't want to see athletes out here working for free because it goes to the point that andrina's point is, is mentioning um and i don't think you're advocating working for free but i think people should people might be talking about you know lowering the prize money i think if we're talking about in the capitalist beat, I think a lot of people need paycheck pay cuts, you know what I mean? Especially at the very top. Um, but what I'm talking about is, and I don't want athletes to be, because of how physical this game is, athletes still here beating and abusing their bodies for very little at the top. I think that's something that the older players, the very previous, um, you know, Billie Jean King and Nebraska Love and those people are talking about, Connors talk about the amount of tennis that they played and so little money that they got, right? overall and they were at the top of the sport you can just imagine you know like the people who were like number six and ten in the world but i want to look to the nba because you know those players all make multi-million dollars and they have guaranteed contract unlike the nfl um and they're working their ass off and they're really working hard especially when you know they're trying to every year they're trying to even though they have the rings you know whatever they're trying to reconfigure a team and get there and get in the playoff and whatever but you're right. You could be mediocre, quote-unquote mediocre, at that top level. Not mediocre like at the club tennis. But you can be <laughs> mediocre and still make a decent living. 
But I wonder if these people, perhaps, I think I think what Andrean was talking about is that they're taking their money, the very top guys are taking their money, and going into the minutia of the sport, you know, that's going to the, the, the very tiny analytics and getting, you know, special supplements and um, whatever trainers, and, you know, they can get special dietitians, et cetera. And I don't know if the other guys on tour have money competing can cannot compete at that level because what these guys because what these guys are going to do is that that skill set now become lucrative right so a dietitian who was willing to take twenty thousand dollars for a year it's now going to be like dude is a hundred thousand dollars and you know tennis and taxes and whatever they may make seven million dollars but are they getting to keep that seven million dollars no tennis players are making their money because we're only and um Federer and all those people are making their money is through endorsement deals. And they're mm-hmm. winning and being consistent. And that's not happening on the other end. So the money that these guys, they can barely have a consistent coach, you know? So I think it's, So you it's know, like you have two tiers of people. It's like you have, remember it's like the Olympics when you had amateurs and professionals compete, you know, mm-hmm. and then finally we're like, let's just send our professionals. Like right. sometimes the preparation and all that's going in, I just don't think these folks are functioning at that same level. Under resources, I, under resources. But I want to be clear it. about what I'm saying. I want to be very, very clear about what I'm saying because yeah. I don't disagree with one single thing that either of you have said. Mm-hmm. What I want to be clear about is that I think that there are some people who are, are fine, who are yeah, satisfied, yeah, that's, who that's don't the necessarily. Team. That's called the French team. That's. that's- <laughs> You know what, though? It may be because in all reality, you are living a very glamorous life without working as hard. Well, you know what? Especially when they're making it. And I don't even know. Maybe it's unfair to say that because I don't. That sounds like they're not working hard. And I know that they're they're professional athletes. Of course, they're working hard. But I think that there are people who are okay with hovering around in a certain space you know that 20 to 30 or even the gap in points may be 10 to 20 at this point who knows but there there's a comfort that is provided with only winning that much in all of the things that you still get to experience in life as far as traveling and you no, know listen, I, I, think that, I, I concur that's I think, where i'm coming i from. think you're right i think, no, no, you know, I, I I get think that. the thing is and i think but i think one of the interesting things about well we'll, we'll roll wrap it up because we have spent longer on the men than we should have but <clears> i do <throat> think what's interesting what what has been challenging though is when you have one person who's putting the stake on the ground in a certain way and then the rest and then you have the rest of the field it can make it can create a real imbalance yeah. When you're trying well, to, it does. You know what I, I mean? mean? When you're trying to create like a compelling thing to watch. Yeah. Right. Um, now I remember everyone bitched and moaned when we had um Dominique team and um <laughs> and Sasha in a final and it was like an error strewn mess. But I like Oh my god, I hate this. And, but yeah. I loved it. Everyone was like, This is the worst, this is this. But I was like, they're now, they're about at the same level. Like, right? This is what it's supposed yeah. to look like. Um, and you know, you're conquering your nerves and you're doing whatever. And it was fine for me. Like it was five out it was long. You pay that money, you better sit there. So I mean that felt fine, but I actually have to say that remember, the ATP has not curated that. The ATP has not curated. Even Andy Roddick is sitting here wishing yep. for Wish Rafa I was, you know, exactly. to have Which a comeback so at RG. Because you think to yourself, on a what planet 
are you asking for two old dudes to go up against each other when you've got <laughs> meanwhile uh you've got like carlos you like in many ways well i can understand why you don't want carlos there those... because to see carlos is to see juan carlos and know that they stole that u.s <laughs> open for one for him but, but it, i, I, I wonder about like, him i'm just like dude. wishing for a, 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 a two old dudes grinding it out not that there's anything ageist about that sorry but who doesn't want to see a young person come up and move into that space and have like a good breakout. But Andy's mm-hmm. like, hopefully, hopefully I, we get Rafa and Nole to compete to chase 22. Why are we focusing on 22, 23, 24? It's boring. It's already a given. It's going to be Rafa, Nole, and Roger in whatever order you guys want to do that. It's done. That's a given. Why is that your most compelling narrative? Like, put that yeah. thing to bed. It's boring. And what I do have to wonder, I'm like, bro- boo. You are close to these people's age. Why is your ass not out here? Why you left so early? You You should be embarrassed. Exactly. You should have got some of this thing here. Don't put any ideas in Andy's head. (laughs) Some of these boys, time to move on. Boys would all line up to give Andy Roddick. He would be You know what? You know what? I I will give Andy Roddick. I I will give him a lot of shit, but he ain't stupid. No, he knows. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. Sitting in a put in a in a in a machinery no. and doing whatever the heck Novak did. No. Okay, okay. well we'll the women, but I have to come back and talk about the manufactured angst that has been the Novak run and what and his greatness and all of that jazz. We'll talk about that at the end. But the women's side I was... I, I, I do want to add one thing as we were talking about a lot of things and whatever. I mean, tennis, it is not a good look when your current dominating number one who is carrying alleged injuries is on court multiple times asking for a magical unknown potion to be cu- to be to be brought to him on court stop it that oh, is do that in every sport insane. cut it out right now that I is love that. but why why is that why is that not a good look no back be- special juice because it's like it's like probably minerals and all kinds of weird stuff what it, it gotta be made thing. at certain time of the day yes that yes. shit could when have been on his, is, in his bag when, when the sun is at the right <laughs> angle <laughs> He plays night air. matches. Are we, is he cutting the leaf under the blue moon? Is, is that what's happening? It, it has to be 12. I mean, it, listen, it has to be stirred 12 times counterclockwise. That definitely came from the, the Hogwarts potion book because that is insane. I mean, with like, a look. half turn. I mean, that's the, and you know the what's crazy, right? What is crazy about that whole thing? You're just like, okay, Molly whatever. Gills like, he ran out of juices and whatever. Calibrated just right, girl. But but he's out here for three sets, okay? So you're not out here for any long length of time, right? You are running through your players. That's why. Yeah, yeah. How are you factoring? What are you bringing on court, right? Secondly, they got fridge, they got ice. They can keep it at any temperature. It's Australia. So if you want it hot and warm, just put it outside. You know what they I mean? They don't like, want you to get his juice and then go and do the analysis but, of it. That's like that's like a girl, but listen, he's that's on probably court. a thing that is gonna be branded. You know what he old. looks like? I kept thinking of a baby just wanting that breath out of that bottle screaming. <laughs> get me. It, it looks really crazy. Oh my Especially when God. the commentator is just the commentators are talking about it in this very bizarre way. He's <laughs> injured, he needs his juice. And oh my god, another break for Nole. Like it, it. I mean, I'm not listen, seeing anything tennis nefarious has, listen, happening. Listen, tennis has been silly like that from the well, beginning. Well, let me tell you something. All of it. There is no other fucking sport in this world where yeah. you can't do that. 
No, it's okay. Not it's even the okay. marathon runners. Where I you can do what? Wait a minute. Where you can do what? Have somebody get you your own special drink? Of course like you you're can. In, you're in the middle of the thing playing, right? You're there running and playing and, and whatever. You're crying about and you're it. screaming and demanding that they bring a thing when when it is very I'm telling possible. you this shit happens. And I'm telling you why you don't see it is because you don't focus on one player the whole time when you're yeah, watching a team sport. It's time. happening everywhere. It's just in more obvious. Yeah, the coach is around. Because look, we're look, only look. watching one person. Here's the thing. On tennis, we're not talking. If you want to tell me basketball, there is no I mechanism in basketball side court to do that. Probably when they're tennis, sitting down. of course that there is. Real stopping ridiculous. Move on. It is weird looking though. I will get, grant you that. I'm it, not looks saying, crazy, I, it looks crazy, but it looks crazy. Not new. Because he looks like a baby throwing I'm a tantrum. Not, I don't That's imagine that it is new. All I keep, no, no, I was very new. specific as to what I'm saying. I you said say, you can't have better. your number one <laughs> player. He looks like a baby. Talking about him <laughs> being injured. And then he's screaming for a special potion. And then he continues to just steamroll the person who is he's playing. It looks bizarre. No, Especially when his opponent is right there making his own concoction in front of you. Well, well, listen, he's a special person. You can't just make That's his, all I'm saying. His, you can't make his concoction on the court. It's special. He's got to be nurtured, taken care of. He's probably got one yeah, person. Yeah, proprietary blend, right? Proprietary blend. And it's got to be one person's job to do that. Uh, you, you know what I think it is? Job? I think there's a whole hot dog inside. I think there's bread in that shit. There's gluten in that shit. <laughs> you know what it is? I think the reason why it's going to be... I mean, at some point in time, it'll probably be some sort of branded thing that gets sold later. So it's probably just being really proprietary. It just looks Ooh, weird on camera. Take that, I don't think there's... I think y'all are wild. Listen, anyway. You know everybody. Will, you know athletes. They'll take anything that, that promises that they'll compete like no lay. Come on. <laughs> even, if, even if it's... Even if it's I am like, so curious cool. to see these people's bodies in like 10, 15 years. I am so curious to see what it's going to look you like. You already see their bodies in 10 years. Fast forward to Rafa. Look at Rafa to the side. Look. The best thing about Nole is, Nole, keep that hair, boo. You're looking good. <laughs> Nole, the undisputed Australian Open champ. Okay. We still he won it 10 times, hair. whatever. Moving on and to the ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, congratulations on that. Congratulations to your fans. Congratulations to ESPN. Um, oh, look at Andre being generous and diplomatic. All oh, good for you, bro. Uh, even I mean, who cares? Like nobody's like the top of what heap. Nobody cares. Um, but you know, it's he's worked really hard for it, and he's the last one standing. Sometimes that's all you get. Just be the last one standing, honey. Mm-hmm. It's a win. A win is a win is a win. Um, but we would like to get more interesting competition. So hurry up and finish the chase to whatever you're doing, and then we can get on to other people competing and keeping. You know, he won't be satisfied. Oh, not no, but anyway, I mean, it's unceasing. I mean, did you notice the narrative that Noli had to create to make this an interesting Australian Open? This has been my most difficult Australian Australian Open, given all the circumstances. Which what circumstances? You showed up and you won all your matches and lost only one set. I don't know what circumstances were difficult for you. What was difficult? Greg Tilly basically told people that they can't boo you. You had favorable night matches. But what do they do instead? They show up with and with, with Nazi flag. And your daddy's out here supporting these people. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Oh, I, let's, let's have a conversation. But my about daddy that. made let's a mistake. Bitch, your daddy is like 50 something years old. What kind of mistake y'all make at this point in time? According to the camp, this person was pulled, he was, the father was pulled into an embrace with what he thought was just regular no lay fans. It was only shocking when the fan removed the t shirt that demarcated that this person was problematic. 
and the father had nothing to do with it. He was simply giving love to Nole fans. Happens all the and, time, it seems. What I don't yes. understand is just like, what is wrong with you, man? Your son has 120-something. What is wrong with y'all? Like, why do y'all still need that y'all need to feed off of this kind of weird, crazy energy? With the amount it's of, like, like danger... It's a soccer and match, hon. It's a soccer match. Like, Have you seen that Wow. Energy? That's what that match... Y'all that need energy. a life, Did you see okay? That? Did you see the energy at the Australian Open? It was very intense. I think I think what's I think it's actually super interesting because I used to when we used to go to Indian Wells, you weren't allowed to bring all of those flags in that way. And so I'm curious to see actually with the kind of weird sort of political energy that is kind of in I mean, it's always been a part of sport, of course, which is one of the reasons why they've always taken these really sort of odd turns around whether you should bring a flag in or not. Um, and now you've got Russians and Belarusians and you can't even show their flags. I feel like the tournaments have to make a decision about what they want to do around kind of like this nationalistic energy that is sort of animating the sport. It's always been there. But like, what are they going to do about that? They're going to have to put a stake in the ground somewhere. I'm curious what they'll decide. Because this nationalistic energy is not just I'm supporting a player. They're using no, they're, this in some kind of on, on a fascist like, trail line. That's where you're going on a fascist trail. The, the, the end result, it's going to be messy. But, you know. Well, it's inevitable, to be honest. Yes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to stay out of that. Because, because these are um, the same problematic, messy people who showed up at the Australian Open last day when Nole got banned. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, because it was about other things, right? Because his ban was not about his stance on vaccine. It was allo- it was calibrated to other things, which I don't know where that's gone. But I mean, for me, it was about the fact that you didn't do what you needed to do to get into the country legally. Um, and it all seemed very dodgy. That's all it was for me. But apparently it's about more than that. It's about Nole being, quote unquote, publicly lynched. It's about all of this kind of narrative. And I think at some point in time, tennis isn't really the best sport to handle these, these elements. And they don't really have, um, they don't have commentators who are well-versed in it. So I'm just super curious about how it's going to play out this year, particularly as Nole continues on his run. Because remember, when people waded into the political with tennis, it got very messy very quickly. And actually, I think Novak did a pretty good job of sort of neutralizing, quote unquote, himself, making himself seem really apolitical. Because if you remember when um, John Wertheim tried to have a whole conversation about what it meant for Novak to be Eastern European, it was like loaded down with lots of really bizarre writing and thinking about it. Um, and I don't think tennis has gotten any better at that. So if it, as it comes to fruition this year and you have Sabalenka and all of these players who are competing playing, at a very high playing, level. Um, um, Rybakina, who still lives in Moscow. <laughs> but is but was legitimately but said that she is... Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan and has been supported by Kazakhstan. I mean, like, at some point in time, tennis has got to get people who are savvy and smart enough to talk about these things in a thoughtful way and not just leave it on the players to carry that weight. Like, how are you going to talk about it responsibly as a sport? Do they have a position that's consistent? It doesn't feel that way to me. Um, And I'm not willing to have the political stuff be handled in the way that tennis traditionally handles these things, which is like a sloppy question in a press conference to a player. And then the player has to be thrown under the bus. You know what I mean? Like, I just the player into having a question, into handing a question that that you people are not even prepared to even do the follow up work on. You're gonna, as she said, I mean, like, not that she was, you know, she's just like 
you're going to take this and twist it into something else. And you're not going to handle the, the thing properly. Like, especially when you know players are in dangerous situations. Like, yep. Especially the, the Belarusians and the Russian players. I mean, come on now. Like, you all know this. Like, why are you people, yeah. you know, and then demanding, and then, you know, it's almost like they want them to come out and say, you know, like, war is crazy, whatever. Of I mean, course it is crazy. Really that but you don't crazy. need them that, to say that. that mean, ben? Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Like that, that everyone was able to believe Novak Djokovic when he said, I believe in peace. Well, honey, theoretically, everyone does. They all, but it's the means to getting the peace that usually makes people different, right? Same thing with all the Russian players. Everybody demanded oh. that the Russian players say that they believed in peace. I mean, like, what is the thing that we are going to settle on as being appropriate in this space? Like, who's going to take the lion's share of the, um, of the energy that comes at the player. Like, I mean, Craig Tilly should have done something about what was going on in the stands. That could potentially become unsafe for fans, but he's not, he's unwilling to do that because now what's happening is you've basically equated a, pl a, a player with a political position. Like, that's what's happened, right? So, how are you gonna, how are you gonna, how are you gonna stem that tide? So, I, and I think we also need to get away, people on, on, on social media need to get away that. Players are not involved. This is not. This is politics. They're not. They're athletes and whatever. Um, they have a political stance. They have. But every to. one of us is a political being. Like I mean, my but, existence. I mean, they is must political. have some Yours of... is. So is theirs. But the question is, do you care? And what's the what's the, what's the, what, what what should you do about a person's political stance? But like, I, no, I every, get when they say. Why do we assume that Americans are passive in politics? Americans are extremely political people in general. We're all political beings. But only certain people get the, like, lash of, of politics on them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the default is everyone else is a blank slate except the Russians and the Belarusians and all of these sort of, like, quote-unquote Eastern European countries. Like, I just, like, I need more. <laughs> like, you know, like, the Biden administration has taken a position on the war. Why is that not tagged onto the American players? And I'm not saying it should be, but I'm just saying... I'm not sure why each player is a shorthand for their lead, their 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 country's leadership. I know only some should be. I hear you. Yeah, I'm just asking. You know, I'm not saying it, it isn't or isn't right because the the latest thing is we shift to about to to Sabalenka, and you know, I'm a massive Sabalenka fan. But I guess the big pushback is that Sabalenka is being seen as someone who is sympathetic to her country's government, and I'm like, who hasn't been sympathetic to their country's government? And again, you're going to get on television and talk about the people authoritarians and all of this shit, but you want them to rebel. But I see you all telling the protesters in America to sit down and go home. So, <laughs> so I'm like, what's the Which answer? is it, people? Make up your mind what it is that you want. You want people in other countries to put their life on the line when you're over here willing to kill people so that you can just get your groceries on time. Well, I guess we just have to decide how we're going to deal with politically fraught moments in tennis and what do you want the players to be and do? How do you want them to stand And I mean, not to just believe another point, I really want us to stop acting like if Wimbledon at least attempted this situation last year. And for y'all to act like if it did not win because they didn't get 2,000 points. I mean, the fuck, are y'all people serious? I don't understand it. At some point, sports have to take itself seriously and they cannot continue to pretend that they exist within a world where they don't have to deal with the fact that there's a pandemic, 
and there are political yeah. situations going on in the world. Like, you can't continue to tell me that, oh, let them play the sport, that sports are going to rally around the sport. Like, this is some fucking madness and craziness. Y'all literally had a World Cup where they were literally playing on dead bodies. Literally in all those <laughs> well, fucking did you, stadiums. I don't think I heard it. Bodies. I mean, was it a problem? Was it a problem though? Because every, I think mean, there were some, there were some news, there were some items, but I don't think we know how to manage that in sport. I do, I and really then, don't. I don't. Think sport knows what to do about that. And a lot of these things are work labor issues. You may think that these yeah. things are like beyond you, but they're literally issues that affect your life because they are problems that you are facing yourself. So the way in which you all handle those labor issues, you best believe that people are taking notes to figure how they're going to deal with your labor issues at your job. So don't, so, so y'all got to make up your mind. Like for me, you know, my stance is that we can get rid of all the sports if we're in, in our effort to deal <laughs> with all of these As much as you problems. love watching it, as much as you love watching it, Reels is always fine with sports being canceled. Look, we, we can watch. He's not okay with issue. it. Just to be clear. I know you're not okay not with okay. it, but listen to me. If we could ban sports so that we can save lives, girl, look, I am there. Can you imagine? That is not even, that's not even a choice option. I don't even think, I think you'd be surprised if you asked that question, who, which people, where people would fall on that, which is like, I'm watching all those people jumping up and down for for, for, for Djokovic this afternoon. Not a fucking mask in sight. Not one. Well, it's over, over, but anyway, so who are here talking about liberty, no vaccination. Like, I'm just like, seriously. And then you're well, gonna run I up mean, in the hospital. But anyway, to well, the ladies, you spent far too much time on the men. On the men. Well, anyway. it wasn't so much the men, but it was also the politics surrounding the whole tournament, um, and particularly on the men's side, but also touching on the women. So the women's final. What did you think, Janina? Did you even glimpse the the numbers on that one? <laughs> no. She got no stats for that, right? I didn't. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't know who won until way, way after it was over. I will say, I forgot that it was happening. I heard it was good. It was a wonderful final. Like I'd say, it was one of the best finals. It really was. It really was. Inside in ten years, maybe. Really, Um, it was good. It was a solid. You know what? You know how sometimes, like, um, you watch a women's final or watch any final. Watch any final, and it's like straight sets. So straight sets, sure. Like, no interesting moments in it. Both of them competed well. Like um, uh, Yelena, Elena competed very well in the first set. Sabalenka came back in the second, took control of the match, and it, it's not like she railroaded all the way to the third. The third was super right. competitive. Some of the best hitting I have seen. Good serving. Good movement by some. Oh, it was really fantastic. It was almost mm-hmm. a nail biter at the very end. I was like, wait, is she going to break back? It was a very well competed final, like one of our best. Welcome back, Big Babe Tennis. It was very Big Babe Tennis. It was oh, like. It really okay. was. It really was. I was laughing <laughs> because I didn't realize Rabakina was that tall. I was just like, is this girl taller than Sabalenka? Like, I, I know. Saying, I was telling well. Janina today. I was just like, and Sabalenka is a girl I think, you know, like, she could roll me over. We will be on the yes. ground shuffling. Like, she could. I am not sure who could win in a fight if Sabalenka and I decide to get in a fight. Especially how she's just like, she doesn't, she only knows one um, strength. I'm going to punch you the fuck out. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I am going for the coup de gras. I'm going for the kill. That is Sabalenka. Sabalenka is like, I'm going in for the kill. Like, 
we're not doing the wispy, you know, whatever, which is crazy because she's a double player. Like, she just won a double no, she she could go up to the net more than she does. <laughs> I don't just like she's she just like up a lot more than she does. Every now and then she will, but yeah. It was well competed. Um and just a kind of like amazing storyline in terms of who got you know, it's like a, a Wimbledon finalist or winner coming to the final. Mm-hmm. I love the loss of Shrontek. Oof. Cause otherwise she's it would have so been a non it would have been shit. another Zelda's door nails, honey, and I wish her the best, and I wish her fans the best. But oof, I just it would be like a no. It would be like She's the no. Not lady. my cup of tea. Mm, 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 mm. It was not. But um, but yeah, it was a. It was funny though to listen to the women's final because at one point in time, but unfortunately, I was listening to Chris Fowler, and he was talking about how oh, oh you know, you might want a uh, a match with more color and more more shape to it, like an ons. And I was like, honey, I get it. Ons does slices and drop shots. It's okay. We can have a match where it's just people leaning into hitting the shit out of the ball. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, but it was just really good that they were both competing at a very high level at the same time. Very few errors. That's always nice to see. Done by winners. Like, what did she have? 51 winners? Like, what the oh, shit. Oh, for reals, he went back and rewatched. Yeah, yeah, because you know I blight Sabalenka, right? There's never a Sabalenka match that I'm watching, and she's doing well. Andrea, you remember that we watch a lot of soccer, and that yeah. was a winnable match for her? I have been a Sabalenka fan quietly inside since that Armstrong match against Osaka. It's not been so quiet, Andrea. I know, but more more <laughs> loudly. But in the in that Osaka match, I had to be quiet, right? Because Osaka won against Serena that year. But I really wanted um, Sabalenka to win that match. It was a winnable match. And then Osaka went on to you know fame and fortune. But yeah, I was like, girl. And I said to I said to Reels last year. I said if Sabalenka, because Sabalenka was big, was breaking Shvantec at will. Okay, she would just like hit the shit out of the ball and break her. But then she could never hold serve. And I was like, God, I can't deal with this. And then when went to the world, when I went to the finals in Texas, she finally got her. And I was like, it was so affirming and wonderful. Um, but of course, I thought it was just a one-off. Who knew that girl was fixing her serves and her mechanics <laughs> to come back and now not give away points? She was giving. So in the beginning of the match, right? She double faulted. She served her. Yep. The crowd was <laughs> like, oh. Like, oh. here we go again. Here we go fucking again. This bitch. And what was fun- hilarious to me, that she laughed. Yep. Like, she was just like, I got this, people. You know, like, don't worry. I, I'm not that girl anymore, okay? Because I was like, because I, listen to me. Every, I started to watch some matches with Sabalenka. And then I was just like, this bitch. I said, I don't even know how she's winning this match points. Like, she's just like, she just takes a stand, and she's just like, I'm going to hit this ball, like, really hard. Like, the serve, the toss, I swear that toss is touching the sun. Like, she is blocking out the <laughs> sun. It's just like, better. <laughs> it is just like, she's, what is, like, she's much better, though. But you know what? Honestly, let me just say, listeners, if you read Reels' commentary about Sabalenka this whole tournament, you would think she was coming back from, like, Yes, and you know down. what's funny? She and has been winning in straight sets in real time. <laughs> But you know what happened, right? <laughs> every time I, every time that happens, I just, you know what? I'm going to watch another match. I'm going to watch another match. And I'm going to scoreboard this shit. And I was just like, I need look. To stop. 
and I did that. I did that this time around. She was down on early break. I woke up in the morning on Saturday. I was up for the entire finals. She got down on early break. I was like, this bitch. I was like, you know what? Let me just let this go. She broke back. I decided to take a peek. Nope. She got broken. I was like, done. She lost the thing. I was like, nope, I'm not watching. I'm, not, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to watch Thai drama. I'm going to play a game. And I scoreboard that shit. Then she was serving for the match. And generally, when she serves for the match, it's all good, right? Because we're we in the neighborhood. Good, I'm yeah. watching. This bitch double falls. I was like, fuck it. I can't watch it. I can't. I can't do it. I cannot let Andre down. Match point. I cannot match let Andre down. Let me just scoreboard this shit and I could watch this later on in the day. And I did just that. I when she won, I when it said when my phone told me that she won by the scoreboard, I went back to ESPN, rewind, and saw match point. Rebecca and I put the ball out. I was just like, look, okay, she did it. Whew. And you, you were right. It was a really good match. It was not crazy errors. I don't understand some of Sabalenka's stance. Like, sometimes I think Sabalenka wants to stand in the very same place she's serving to hit every ball. Like, she's like, I'm not so interested in moving. But what was crazy was that she was winning all of the longer rallies. It was just like, yeah, how? Yeah, she, like, well, that's what she wanted. She mm-hmm. wanted to get into. The thing is, the first set, she was, she was not on top of the baseline. She, but then somehow or another, she was able to recalibrate and started to, her shot started to penetrate the court more. And man, the way that Sabalenka wails on the ball and the gas from the crowd, it's a beauty. It's a thing of beauty to see. I think Rabakina <laughs> has this easy power about her. It's Very just like, easy. what I love about like, Rabakina yeah. is just like, you you never know if Rabakina is up, down, wherever she's in the match. You, you, you don't. Same you can't, expression. You can't read her. <laughs> But that's the thing about her is that she's so cool and calm and collected, and they just like the fuck the ball went by. Like what? Like what is happening here? Yeah, like she hits a heavy ball, but you can't tell it. It's not you can't, exactly. I mean, they were having the same. What is it? Eighty-eight. What is it? They were hitting eighty-eight miles per hour forehands, both of them. They were on it. Eighty-six. It was insane. So it was definitely and but people were acting like they were not used to big babe tennis. I was like, honey, this is how we were raised. It was so weird. The commentators, I was like, are you all new here? This is what I mean with these people. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen women hit the ball this heavy. I was like, uh, we uh, we just had Osaka, uh, Serena, Madison Key. You know what I mean? Listen to me. If if Sabalenka develops a kind of game, like Davenport, stop calling Madison Keys. Call Sabalenka, okay? Work with that girl. Listen to me. If Sabalenka gets any kind of consistency or smooth up or the purity of the shot, like a Davenport, the toe is over. It's Sabalenka to take this point. Listen to me. You, I mean, it is mind-boggling that if you watch, like, you can't teach Sabalenka's tennis strokes. You just can't teach that shit. It's just like, why? Like, this is crazy. Open stance all over the place. Sabal- I'm just like, just, she isn't leaning into the shot. Sabalenka is just running to the shot. Like, she is going, like, I, I don't know. But it was really good to watch. They, they, it wasn't, I was thinking, God, this is going to be like 56 double faults. Nope. But. <laughs> but, uh, so Coco, I didn't see Coco's loss. I really thought Coco would handle Yelena better. Not with that play play as it was. No, she should have. That, that play though, full hand. That shit is a mess and a liability. But I like, don't think it was the forehand that let her down there. 
I thought it I, was it, everything. Like, it was her game. <laughs> Look, the problem with the, the problem is one of the things I think with Coco is that I think she inherited her auntie, you know, Lady Yips, her, which is <laughs> Venus Williams. We gonna get a we gonna get a lead, and then we gonna make our part life complicated. I think with Coco, you could see when everything breaks down, when something goes wrong, like every it just affects everything. The forehand, and they know the girls know that this forehand is shaky. That the, you that forehand, like she just can't hit through that thing. Like she's giving you all kind of look. And what does Asapenka need? You know, Asapenka don't need but an inch. You just be like, oh, you're not yeah, gonna make me run across a centimeter. It's just like, wow, I have a chance. Like what? Like, you know, because for Asapenko, you have to take it to her, and. Coco just couldn't, and if you can't do that on your back and your forehand, I mean, your backhand are women backhands really that good? I mean, in general, do we know like a woman who has like this singing backhand? You know that that can help her, you know, win the shit. She retired. <laughs> Franny. <laughs> of the current group, who has a really? That, I mean, a, a isn't, that, that is... isn't that kind of what Jessica Pagula does? Not winning. Not, it's not like a. It's not her kill shot. But she has a. Solid Nobody one. has an amazing backhand on the women's tour right now that I that yeah, just the, like the, screams the, at me. Exactly. So Coco backhand is not good enough to to make up where she could slice the forehand. It's just not there. So she either has to make that backhand way better. <clears throat> And slice the full hand, you know, which is a thing everybody wants to love, you know, Ashley body, whatever. So uh, she gotta fix that full hand. And if you fix the full hand, I think she could be far more consistent on the serve. I did watch a little bit of that match. Uh-huh. And it was so frustrating that I couldn't finish it. Honest to God. I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch Coco win or lose. Let's see where she's at, you know. But it was frustrating. And I think a lot of that frustration was most definitely caused by Asapenko because we know that if she's on, she's on, right? She mm-hmm. can just give anybody trouble. I mean, God, what would she do? Listen, get fit, girl. <laughs> get fit and do your thing. Um, it, Coco just kind of like Cordell was saying, it just broke it down. Like when one thing breaks down her whole, it, it seems to jumble her mind mm-hmm. and then everything falls apart. And that was really hard to watch. So, you know what? I didn't fucking watch it. I turned it off, but I will say this and I'd like to know what you guys think about it. I tried to talk to Maya about it and she wouldn't talk to me about it. She said I wasn't being very nice and I didn't mean this in a negative way, in a sexual mm-hmm. way, no way. But I think I feel like when I started watching Coco, it looked like her body is maturing. It looked like she had some more boobs. It looked like she was a little bit more curvy. And we know that when our bodies start to change and we grow, sometimes you see it more, I feel like, in male players than female players. But you they can have different. a hard time yeah, adjusting to that. Yeah, it's hard to to move the same. Things are just different. Did you guys mm-hmm. think that at all? I just felt like she looked a little more womanly, and I wondered if she was feeling awkward in her body. Kind of well, like when boys... I mean, also when, for her, when though... When guys hit... 
Well, you know how when guys hit a growth spurt, right? And they they might like grow four or five inches in a year. And then all of a sudden they've got these really long arms and feet that they don't quite know what to do with. And it shows. But and there's she's a readjustment. Isn't period. she still growing? I think she's still growing. I think she's still she growing. is. She's young. She just turned 18. So she's most definitely still growing. And but I kind of felt like that's a little bit of what I was seeing. And I just wondered if anybody else thought she that. is moving a sort of a weird awkward but i think you know because she's a tall girl and gangly that you but you could be right about that but what i i mean what i do find with well, she her has is this, to serve better she's serving, right but she's you see better but when but when before. they start attacking the forehand yes. and then the serve becomes like she gotta place that ball right away right because all because the problem for her is that if she when she messes up on the serve right they're going for her forehand. That's where they're going. I mean, like, there's just no else. It's it really is. When I say that shit is a liability, you are cashing money in the bank when you mm -hmm. go after her forehand. Like she just doesn't. But I find that she's working way too hard in matches. Not, oh no, not as hard as she used to. She's not, not as hard as she used to, right? So, but, now it's more moments. Right now it's more moment. That used to be her strategy the entire match. But, but now I see that that is what is kid trick, trick, trip, tripping her up in this situation to what Janine is mentioning, right? Is that the body is kind of awkward in her body and trying to still adjust to whatever. So she isn't always sure how, where to go and whatever. And I think she's trying to play through that sort of situation. But I, I really want her to get, you know, like, she needs to, uh, you know, like, they need to get to some female coaches or whatever. Amelie, are you available? Um, somebody, something, you know, we need to, she really, I'm so she, really excited about Coco though. Yes, I am. And I really want her to be well. And because I think if she's not the kind of player, if she's not playing well, she isn't going to be enjoying herself and tennis. You understand what I'm saying? She is the kind of fun personality I, thing. If we, I would love to see in the winner's circle because I, I'm her game though. Her game has a little bit of everything. And if she continues to work on that, everything she's gonna have, um, she's gonna. I mean, she's already a force to be reckoned with, but she can only get better. And I hope that she continues to work on everything and not become, you know, a baseline player. I I love that she's she not afraid to that. come in. She's yeah, all she over the court. That. You know, and clearly doubles has done nothing but enhance her singles game, which it'll do for everybody. I don't know why people don't play more, but um, I I just like her game and her personalities. On the so women's adorable. tour, it's safer I mean, I to do it, that. But... On the men, you can't. You ain't got enough energy to. <laughs> like, you can't. Yeah, but, you need you know, to be sparing I mean, your energy. Clearly, it's working for her because that's you know who she is and what she's been doing, and it's only getting better. And I just I hope she but continues. But big matches trip her to... up though. She's a baby. I mean, they lost that, that double. Better. They lost badly. I don't think they were gonna beat Sinikova and um, Krejcikova, um, but they lost badly in that semis, like really bad. Like they, they. I mean, Pagula. I'm gonna say that you know, I saw Pagula's match. Who did she lose to? Um, Rabakina. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Um, Pagula, come out there, like you know what? I don't need tennis. I got money. Mm -hmm. I don't need this shit. She just came out like you know that no, she no longer she, had she that fight. No, she's a good competitor, but she probably maybe she just ran out of gas. They were both doing doubles. Right, and she, that's what I find. She was doing triple duty. She was doing triple duty. She runs out of gas really quickly, and that might be it too, right? She is playing doubles. 
She's uh, playing many doubles. She's playing mixed doubles. What? She's, yeah, I, I saw I saw a thing that Bakula was playing mixed doubles. I was like, what? Are you playing mixed doubles? Girl, in 2023, girl, get out of here. <laughs> Don't I do know. that. If you're Sinikova, if you know, like, you know, like, you're just there for the wrong one money, like, don't do this. Like, you, you can't, you can't do it all. Don't do that. Especially when these people schedule, like, a, such an asshole when it comes to doubles. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you just played your doubles, the singles, come out three hours after suitable rest. Like, that schedule will kill you. So Yeah, like, I, I, I could have sworn I saw her name. I was like, girl, you're playing mixed doubles? I'm going to see if I can find it. But, yeah, what, a, what, a, what else stood out for you on the women's side? Um, I wanted Vika to be great, but Rabakina was just like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's when I really stood up and watched Rabakina. I was just like, this girl is really. So it took really... you almost the whole tournament to watch. No, I mean, okay, like, I, I just never got to watch, watch her matches a lot. But I mean, what was it? Because I mean, I mean, most of the other girl, I mean, like, she took out Swantek. And I mean, for me, Swantek is like, if you get in her head, Swan tickets would just crumble there screaming and crying. Like, you know, like, oh my God, like, you know. So I think Rebecca and I was just like, bitch, I could fight you and I'm going to fight you. So that was. Well, listen, if, if you have a serve, Swan is half. That's half the battle with her. I'll be honest. I mean, but that's I my thought that Vika, being, I was just like, Vika, this is your chance, right? 10 years ago, you got to the finals here, you know, like Australia just thinking, you know, I mean, at least make a fight out of it. But Rebecca and I was just like, no. Like, I don't care what you're doing over there. You just. Now, Vika was frustrated to no end. Like, Rabakina got all over that serve. Because, and yeah, I thought Vika would have been, like, in the ground and stroke then whatever. Bar striking. Mm. Right. But Rabakina, she is fit. She will, she ran down those balls. She was putting interest on it. She was putting in an awkward position. And every time Vika felt like she had a momentum, Rabakina was just like, yes, that was cute for a little bit. Now it's time for me to... <laughs> No, and you know We're when you're in a pressure moment, Rabakina's serve is, is is solid. Like that's a really solid, which was which was one of the great things about the finals, right? Was that she rarely double faults? I was looking it up. She don't do that at all. She has she places it well. She she has good pace on it. She's like, okay, honey, here I am. That is not imagine part that. Of her game. Imagine facing Vika and you over there comfortably holding serve. And then it's Vika, and you just stand like I mean, like, come on now. <laughs> I love come that. On. <laughs> so Rebecca and I was able to just, you know, like I was surprised. Vika was surprised. She Vika thought she had a shot, and Rebecca was just like, "Nope, we're not here." So it it was um it was lovely to see that it wasn't a fluke that Wimbledon, and you know, that she's consistent. And you know, after she told all those people, you know, like Pamela. Shriver, that she and leave me and my coach like my own goddamn business. Okay, um, let's explain the context of that. Apparently, she had a heated exchange with her coach, and has had heated heated exchanges with her coaches, her coach in the past. Um, but I didn't see the context for the Australian Open one. I did see um, footage from her having an exchange with her coach where he was telling her that she was being negative and he was trying to like encourage her to like shift her perspective. And I think, you know, people don't like it when players go back and forth with their coaches, weirdly. Um, so they read it. I think Pam read you it. You mean I the, can't tell the person who I'm employing? employing <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I know. It's very weird. Um, and um, and the coach can't give as good as he gets, like an adult kind of thing. Um, I think 
so Pam read it like it was abusive and then went on social media and made a claim. She had, what did she tweet out? She tweeted out something about, out like, where are the authorities basically? They should be watching this. <laughs> like that. I mean, the thing for me about Pam is that she should be careful tweeting something out about somebody without any evidence other than what she's like perceiving in that moment. Like, it's like you can't make certain claims out loud. So she says, as I watch Robakina try to win her second major in seven months, I hope she finds a coach who speaks and treats her with respect at all times and does not ever accept anything less. Of course, Robakina had to then spend her time rebuking Pam for making a statement about her coach. Now, the thing for me about it is you are someone who is an insider. That's why you're there, Pam. Did you talk to Robakina? You had access to her. You had access. So what's the point of having access to these folks if you don't go and ask the questions about who they are? Do they feel slighted? Such that she had to go out and put out a statement. Robakina had to go out and put out a statement on her Insta feed about how wonderful her coach has been to her. Well, Tersonoff initially addressed Pamela just like, girl, don't do this shit. Like, you cannot. Exactly. That don't is get mentioned. on the soapbox online. I mean, it was very weird to me because I always find that to be with anyone. It's the same thing with Renee Stubbs. It's the same thing with any of these people who have access to the person. Like, it's fine if I, a fan, runs my mouth in some ways because I don't have access. I can't go and say, could you tell me what's going on? But you have access to those people. You know her coach. And you have a real platform, too. <laughs> and a platform. So you could actually call up the coach and say, could you explain to me what was going on? Not that you could, but you could figure out a way to get that, right? You can have access. You say, I'm Pam Shriver. I'm really exploring what's going on between women and their and their male coaches because that's a platform for her suddenly. She has decided that she's going to make sure that um, women's players are not abused. Um, it's um, apparently she just discovered that this is a challenge um, this year. No, it's fine. You can take a pause whenever you want to take it up. But she's never been a particular. She's never been particularly. Which is crazy because you are coaching Donna Beckage. Like, I mean, and, listen, I'm not even going to say nothing about that. And many people were celebrating what was going on with Donna Beckage back in the day. Some of them, her colleagues. Mm. So, um, but I just think it's weird that if you're going to take this as a platform and if you're going to support women treat them as capable beings go to them and talk to them don't talk for them it just struck me as like an odd note and then you put all of the onus on the player to then have to quote unquote defend potentially their abuser if it is true why not have a conversation with that person and say how can i help you what do i what do you need what, what sort of supports do you need she just went out there and did like a tweet and you know, and and that's one of the things I do. I, and I, let me take back. I thought that she, I'm, I'm in my head. I'm, I'm almost sure she had a follow up where she talked about, you know, like tennis needs to look into this, et cetera, et cetera. No, but, no, no. There's an article about it because that's a big issue for her. Remember, Pam Shriver has come out talking about things that happened. Right. Oh yes, 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 yes. In her what, past. But what I find so disingenuous about Pam is that you know, it's the it's the place you take this conversation. To rile up people who might, who you know for a fact, don't know everything and see everything. There have been two clear abuse cases and whatever, which tennis doesn't deal with, um, which I'm sure are ongoing. And other than, you know, like, Pam, you have been in this place and whatever, and you keep making all these innuendos, slighted, but you're not making any real case. You are looking for someone else to do the hard lifting for you, the heavy lifting. You're just casting this, but like, I mean, like, to go set fire to this shit. 
especially a very big moment for this young woman. And you, you claim to be her advocate. That's I came to be her advocate. Having never spoken to her, or the coach or whatever, and now when she should be happy for the, having competed well and et cetera, she has to go answer these questions. I mean, that is crazy. And, and no, no, no one is going to tell Pamela she's wrong. I mean, I think a few people push back on it. But I just think also, if you are worried about someone in a vulnerable situation, is that the approach? Like, is that, like, if I saw somebody who I thought... That's absolutely the wrong approach. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that the approach? Like, that's not how you protect someone. That's not how you try to help someone. That's that's not what we do. That's not how we handle these situations. Pam should know better. But at the same time, I have never um, put Pam in the category of, you know, being the sharpest... No. Nail in the box, the brightest crayon. It's an issue for her, and I get it. Like, I get that people feel well, like they want to use She their reacted maybe a, out of emotion. <laughs> she should have been able to take a step back. And but this wasn't emotion. This I think this was deliberate. I think it was it, deliberate. It was deliberate because Pam is rebranding herself or recalibrating herself as someone who cares about this issue. Because she finally was able to come out and talk about a difficult period in her life. And I think that's fine. But that woman's story is not your story. And right. I think if you really want to You don't get to do that. Yeah. You don't really. And I just don't think you throw terms and things you, like that out there. That yeah. is like, like you are just making. And honestly, in some if, if, if what she is accusing is true, you have put this woman in a very vulnerable situation. And she has to double down. She has to double yeah. down. That's that. Like you yeah. know what I mean. Like, you know, she may she's hoping somebody else would take on the duties. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I just. I mean, I'm thinking like a safety issue. You know, like oh my god, now it's out. Somebody knows, and then exactly. you know, this poor woman ends up fucking dead it's or beat to things. death. It's like yes, and it is those kind of things that will trigger an abuser to do something like that. Holy shit, I've been found out. And for you to take, you know, you you do have a platform and you do have a big voice that a lot of people listen to and like. Um, to, to do that is very um, irresponsible, to say the very least. And also, why would you do that? As it a, was deliberate. Of a, of a it was deliberate. Because That's the other thing, too, right? Because you're also coaching a competitor in the same tour. So doesn't that also strike you as inappropriate? But again, nobody, <laughs> we all know that tennis has an incestuous relationship. But you have to think about what that looks like. Because she's not purely an analyst anymore, right? She's mm. actually now a coach of a competitor, of a future competitor of Wybakina, right? Potentially. So why yes. even enter this space? I mean, I'm not saying you should silence your voice, but if you have an, you have this the isn't how you do it, and you have the ability to protect her if you really cared in a totally different way. Correct. You her, you could provide her resources, and, you, and she has the resources to launch an investigation that would be credible. Let's theoretically, be real. right? So, theoretically, yep. <laughs> no, I, I think no, I think she does. I don't think that's theoretic because even if she couldn't do it, she knows people who can. She could make that happen. So if you are really concerned in that way. You don't take it to the world. You take it to the authorities. If if you try to do something the right way and it doesn't work, then maybe you go public with it. But that cannot be your force, first course of action. It cannot be. It is messy. It is dangerous. It is irresponsible. And it's just 
kind of mean and nasty to the to the possible victim. And it's also a bad thing to put out on Twitter, given the way the platform is right now, which oh is Lord. that people are going to use it to do all kinds of weird things, and you can't really retract those things when you do that. And on she's that putting platform. the man in danger, also. Exactly, like if, because, because she she has things. no real exactly she has no um sounding for this situation and i mean like look like they can't even do an investigation now because they they know and how helpful it is you know what i mean like we've been through this about abusive cases in whatever time i just think that this was deliberate she knew what she was doing she was trying to be messy and you know like we really should take away pam's twitter feed we really should and the, the weird thing is the things that they were accusing him of were normal human things being annoyed by her being upset that what she's doing on court. Like, what are these kinds of parameters? It's just odd. So um, the whole thing is just messy. Because, I mean, but this is what happens when we don't have standards around mm -hmm. how, you know, it's like, it's an But I wonder, and it's but a, you, know, you know, you said something that's obviously interesting here. I think then let's flip that the other way around, right? Because I just said, you know, initially, and it's like, wait, she's paying this dude. And, you know, like, so she couldn't say something to him, you know what I mean? Well, in employment, I mean, but but also, right? But I'm just simply saying she was there thinking that the coach was speaking inappropriately to the the person, right? Which might have just been sexist, right? Because you're back, you know, it's a girl, a woman. She thinking, all right, oh, vulnerable, hoo, hoo, hoo. watch, which may be, you know, statistically, men abuse women most of them the other way around. But what about when players are being abusive to their people? She ain't saying shit about that. I just think, I don't think, you know, and I think one of the things that people have to understand, and this is why I'm, it's so interesting because I think this is like a surveillance question, right? Now everybody's going on Twitter trying to find interactions between Rob Bacchner and her coach. Right. I just don't think you want to do those <clears> kinds <throat> of things. And I, I get it. It's always this weird notion that I'm going to be the one to sort out the abuser. I'm going to be the, and now everything gets painted with a weird brush because cameras are everywhere now in our lives, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, now someone's like, why is Rybakina massaging her coach's arm? Why is her coach crying? I mean, it's like everything now becomes- Everything is under a microscope and, and amplified. And amplified, and you've got really irresponsible people. So I just want people to, who have a platform like a Pam to be smarter about how you're gonna utilize it. Like, you know, try to approach it with a more reasoned approach, you know? Um, Talk to the players, talk to the person who you think is involved, do the due diligence behind the scenes. Um, you know, we don't actually need you to, you know, get retweets. Um, right, I mean, right. you're famous enough that so you don't need it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that was like the most. I think, <sighs> it's really disheartening. That happened because I don't, I don't, I don't, it makes it harder for me to. If something was really going on, I just don't think this helps any in any way. Um, it just creates a weird vibe now um, for this person. So do better, do better. Uh, <laughs> tennis officials, but whatever, whoever they are, um, who's running the circus, as they say. Yeah, do they uh, even <laughs> <exist>? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Uh, but overall, um, I'd give this Australian Open a solid, um, a solid. This was a solid C, um, but only heavily loaded by the women's side being an A and then having to deal with uh, the C that is the men's side. 
Uh, so <laughs> if you I think to, that's okay. I think that no matter what, one <laughs> side is always better than the other. Always, so it's always. fine for, you know, this time the ladies to have it. I'm fine oh, no. That. Usually the ladies yeah. don't prefer if you have a surprise <clears throat> lineup. You actually mm-hmm. have some really yeah. great people. Um, um, and I hate to say that, but usually, the, and, you know, we know on the women's side, the first week is usually, yes. And then the second week. Uh, thought we're gonna be good didn't turn out to be as mm-hmm. good you know stuff you know even the names you're like oh i thought this was gonna be better you know it just doesn't quite go never hardly uh-huh. ever i guess sure hardly ever i don't yeah. know but i think we need we need to wrap it up and let our yep. people know that we are gonna come back um soon relatively soon and discuss that netflix series we enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, so we're going to talk about it because if there's one thing we like, it's figuring out how people talk about this thing that we love and hate at the same time. Correct. So and we're we really will... good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit of our sweet spot, so we're looking forward to unpacking that. I'm also looking forward to part two whenever it comes because, you know, it should be fun to see who they feature. Um, I And I rebuke the Netflix curse. Um, <laughs> as a, as a, <laughs> Love. It was a net. It was a watch party, but it was not on Netflix though. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a. It was like. It almost felt like the French Revolution. Everyone was sitting there waiting for them to to, to be guillotined. <laughs> when will they lose? And, and the last one standing was Felix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people are rooting for you to lose. So they were just so that they could have it. this this bad trifecta completed. <laughs> <laughs> But tennis doesn't like anything fun for itself. So I think they were a little too gleeful. But, you know, um, so I was enjoying that. But um, so this has been really a fun ride. Um, hopefully we'll do a little. It's Roland Garros next, possibly. But I think the next time we come together, we'll be talking the break point. Um, and we've promised to get it out to you sooner rather than later. Um, but a stake in the ground that we will be discussing slams at least. Um, in terms of our schedule, and we'll try to pop in um, if we go visit a live tournament and unpack a little bit of what it's like. Because I think that's the future, y'all. Go to see some live tennis. Janina, when are you going to get to a live tennis tournament again? I oh. see that our our favorite photographer, Tony, mentioned that he was going to be checking out a new tournament. So he maybe is. we can drag Tony on here and talk about the new tournament that he's gone to. Because yeah, I want that can... again. I, yeah, we, we haven't done that for a while, have a fan talk about their experience, especially a new experience. Um, yeah. you know what? I don't know what tennis I'm getting to this year. Um, I will make sure that we see each other at some tournament somewhere around the world. I'm just not <laughs> sure which one. <laughs> I keep changing my mind. <laughs> well, we're going to try to make something happen because I do think that this thing that we love, it is really good when you're the sun is blasting, you've got a drink in your hand, and you're I watching. I mean, I, you know, I was totally having the blues at work last week, and I'm like, I need a fucking break. I'm so sick of this shit. And then someone <laughs> said, you know why? Because this time last year, you were prepping to go to Mexico. <laughs> Tell me why I'm not doing that again. Like, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> Sunshine in the middle of winter? Oh, just let me go. I mean, although the winter here has not been horrible, we've only had horrible moments. But when they've been bad, they've been fucking shitty. We legit had a day where the wind chill was negative 30. I mean, come on. Well, I don't want to live like this. No, we don't want that. And Reels, 
As somebody who watched the entire thing, because I know you did, um, how did you rate this final as a final closing? How did you rate the Australian Open for you? Oh, my Australian Open ended on Saturday morning when the women finally oh got God. to <laughs> 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 I mean, I think the women can. I think the women should take a solid eight. Um, and what they okay. need to do is that they need to make sure that people can see their matches and work on that shit. Um, and you need they to make sure that context kind of goes out maybe in the third or fourth round to wake up the other lady. Yeah, I, I wanted to go out in the first round. Just get her oh out of here. God. Can you believe that she's our girl? Like, she is the one, because right? She is I'm the one really to beat. Fuck, you know what? She, I hate the weird a... mental issues she tried to project with, like, it's just, yeah. And she looks like, she looked like France Liszt. I just wonder if I'm supposed to be, like, giving her more attention. Maybe I should get to know her better. No, there's, I mean, her, uh, she should get to know her. I don't think there's, oh, this is unfair. I mean right? her so game, her game. Her game. Um, I already know her personality is blah. We've seen her live. I don't think you're going to like her game. Do you I think Janina would like her game? No, Reels and I saw her live. Uh, I'm like, it's right? no, I, I don't think so. I, she looks, I mean, like, this is no, you know, aspersion, but she just reminds me of an 18th century man. Like, she just has that <laughs> same. Like okay, an 18th century man. No, 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 that's no, no, we're no, 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 we're not going to go down that road. We're not going to take down no. her like that. No. I mean, what I'm, I'm talking about, you I'm know, like how. Fair. No. What are you going to say? It's not, it's, it's not her, like features but it's just like she's always complaining about some emotional like you know those 18th century european characters bad okay. you know like they're always like oh my god i'm owning i need my psychologist it's just too much of that you'll just win and kick tennis and just kick people's ass and love enjoy doing that smile and say you know what look at that bitch i beat that bitch today you know what I mean? Uh, like she—that's that's her. That's not her aesthetic. Okay, so well, all right. To bring okay, that in with you, you okay? okay? Because we need some of that shit. That Clean that up. That was good. We this need okay. some of that shit. You I need. I need women. some female villains. Okay, I need them. <laughs> not racist villains. Not homophobic villains. I need it to be like you know what, Coco. We need a spoiler. Coco, I'm gonna be your puff. Okay. <laughs> I need that kind Something, of energy. Man. Something. Something. I don't need yeah. women to be cutting each other's throat, but I just need, like, every match can't be like, oh, my God, they're the nicest people in the entire world. Like, uh, Yeah, we all know that's a fucking lie. It can't be. She can't Nina be the Kova. nicest person if the person Nina coming Kova. up is the nicest person also. They might be nice people, but they can't be the nicest. Okay? So I just need more, you know, personality variety. Women are just not giving. They're not giving. Okay? They're not giving. They're not giving big baby era tennis vibes. It is a little bit of a um a a, a love fest, but that's okay, I guess. Um, no, I will say though, okay. everyone was definitely enjoying Double Up with me. I have not seen the WTA rally around a winner like that since um Federer won it, and then that WTA was right every time. <laughs> oh my God, the shade that we experience here is just un. And let me just say, Sabalenka looks the best I've ever seen a winner.
them look like a grin. It's like they don't know how to dress their athletic bodies. You know, I, I don't I don't get it. I just I really don't get it. WGA hire somebody, fix this shit. Stop making these women look like grannies. And that you no, know honestly it was it's definitely one of the best it's definitely one of the That's best. Not Girl, you remember so listen though. to me. No, no, you remember no, Kim Price's Ashley yeah. Body last year? Yeah. Do you not be wearing some muck? Oh my god. I would really love to know the process behind it. I would love to know if the if the winner picks her own dress. I would love to know, you know, do they have a stylist that comes in? Do they have hair and makeup? Does this happen for them? Because if if that if there is a crew of people working on <coughs> these women to present Would them to the world. Well, they all need to be fired. They need to be I fired. I mean, generally, let, let me just say, like, um, is her, um, her, her thing is really lovely. <coughs> her, um, her, her final pictures, you know, the, the end of when the pictures in the car, they, I'm trying to go to the other show and remember, and they got this whole thing where they completely give out hair back rights to Jordan Simon. I'm trying to get to her thing. But it's very, very good. Like, uh, it's just a really fun scene. You know, usually the person's there looking uncomfortable. She looks like she's having the best time. Um, the pictures are really fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to like get to see the ultimate picture. But I just think the colors are just like really pretty or whatever. The colors she's wearing, uh, they're, they're really cute. What, um, what color are those cute? They're super cute! Oh my god! It was so irreverent. It kind of... <laughs> those are old ladies shoes. And that is why they should be called hustles. No, 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 they're not. Janina, 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 you know what I want you to do is hold in your mind all of the WGA final pictures you've ever seen. And this goes right on the wall with the rest of the fucking show. And you know what I loved about Kabalenka's picture? Because she was giving me what I needed on that day. I am yes. <laughs> yeah, when you cover up the dress and only look at her face, no, her hair. No, 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 no. She was oh. in that antler like, you know what, bitches, I am the queen. Can we talk about this Jordan. cute dress? You can see it's a bra a underneath the... Exactly, it's no, there. This is not That's the whole point. You're no, fucked. No, I no. disagree. It is so cute no. and whimsical. No. No. Who wanted no. last year? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Body wanted last year. That was beyond bad. She went like to a, a funeral. <laughs> you know what? The cutest picture I've seen is someone who is standing in Coco somewhere. Where? Was it a grand slam? No. Where was it? So, well, maybe a doubles slam or something. Something that she won. Around the time that she graduated high school. Remember the photo shoot? Oh, yeah. She looked she young. She looked fresh. Was it? Said I am the bitch. Listen to me. I love, I love it. I love it. She's tall. She 
And you know what? She's been showing legs for two whole weeks, okay? No. Yeah. And you know what? Her hair look good because Sabalenka always look like she just got out of the shower. That is like, girl, why why is your hair looking like it just, like, you just got out of the shower and said, girl, you're not scabbed right now. And she's just like, oh, I don't have time to dry my hair. It will dry as I'm playing. Oh, All right, good night. Have a great Thank day. Sabalanga, <laughs> call me, girl. I have a few things. Well, the most Australian pair won um, the most doubles. I'm Sue Sugar and, and Sunia Koga. They won again. Um, they are like unstoppable, basically. about that it just completely erased all the effort that you put in and and oh, here you go stop it like stop it this this put too i mean that is important because y'all know 50 years from now nick Kyrgios is gonna be in a bag talking about how he won again in double and he has every right to do so and i know that because they